Hey everybody, welcome to High Spots and Kickouts. I'm Rich, sitting here with Clint. What's up? And Brent. How's everybody doing? And I just want to take the beginning of the show to shout out Vince McMahon for his visibly confused crowd at SmackDown this week. What the hell was up with that? Uh, well, I uh, I have an answer for that. And a man by the name of Dan uh, called Damn. into Busted Open Radio this morning, and um, he said uh, he said that he went to the actual show, not the ro- Rolling, Rolling Loud, Loud show, um, where the other two matches took place. And basically, they didn't put on any dark matches, and they didn't show the Rolling Loud matches up on the Titans Tron. I don't even know if you can call it the Titan Tron so, anymore. So they didn't even act like AEW when they let people watch the first or the first hour of. Uh, war games they actually got to watch all the matches and then they got to watch a recorded one for the second half or whatever <laughs> right they all they sh- all they showed the people in the arena was the endings to both of those matches and it was just a quick video package of the endings other than that it was just basically go get a hot dog or some nachos something to drink take and your kids they to the bathroom the fan- i mean and yeah, they didn't very- say nothing to anybody he said that they didn't they didn't tell you about them that they didn't said usually they'll pull, throw like a package up there of like you know the WWE 24/7 or Icons or Stone Cold's Broken Skull Ranch just a small little video package of a rivalry or something like that we've been to live events right we've been to TV events when they're on a commercial they show you different shit in the arena right. um, they commercials didn't, for Blade Three they didn't <laughs> get, get <laughs> attacked uh, they they didn't do anything this time and then when they showed the endings to the matches they didn't warn anybody they were showing the end of the matches they just started playing them so if you weren't out of the arena doing something then you missed the ending of the match and they just started playing (laughs) and then they just started letting people come back out to like a music would hit and a guy would come to the ring and they didn't tell them that oh by the way we're going back from the rolling loud to the wwe show so there's still very much a lot of we gotta get this i'm pretty sure the only reason they even did that is because that was a wale wally yeah wally He's a big wrestling fan, and he's the. One, they showed like him do a per- little performance or whatever, and then they went to the two WWE matches, and the people so, yeah, in the, the, the so people the in the crowd, yeah, the people in the crowd are like, "What in the hell are we? What, what's going on?" They're just standing there emotionally. So they bought. T- so is that the SmackDown side though? Right. So, what about the other? I mean, did they the Rolling the Loud crowd, side? The Rolling Loud side. Like, yeah. No. These guys like, bought tickets to a music festival, and all of a sudden there's wrestlers doing. Right. It's like MTV Extreme. Yeah, and whatever like, it was called. Like uh, Bianca Belair walked the catwalk like a, a singer would, and she was holding the belt and everything, and like people are just standing there looking at her with like cri- like crickets. Who, who, what's going on here? Well, I'm the EST. Is what's going on right there. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> you're there to see a rock band. You're not there to see. And it about didn't happen, right? The stage collapsed like the day before that happened. No, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. That. The, the wherever they're in Miami, right, is where they were at. Yep. The state there was a huge screen that fell over and like collapsed onto the stage like oh, the day wow. before and they almost didn't do it but the promoter for the show came out and was like hey this isn't as bad as it is you know this isn't a stage collapse this is a giant projection screen that fell over like it'll be fixed before the show goes but i was like they shouldn't have there was with some the news reports coming out being like oh it might not happen hmm. well all i know is they they it just goes to show they're not really ready to go back on the road fully yet i don't think well, I mean, they do. Uh, yeah. usually, they used to do that. Everybody get loud, da, 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 this and that. And he's, the, the guy said there was none of that. He goes, so he goes. It was the first time I'd ever well, they taken. They fired everybody. Well, yeah. He said it's the first time I'd ever taken my kid or my fiance and her kids to a wrestling show. And he goes, they loved it because they don't. They've never been to a wrestling show before, so they didn't the thirty minute delay or whatever. Like they didn't. They they didn't like uh, it. It didn't affect them any. 
but the dude was like, I'm a huge wrestling fan. He's like, I was super mad about it. He's like, I wanted to throw, he's like, but I had the kids and the old lady and he's like, I didn't want to ruin their experience. He's like, so I just dealt with it. He's like, I went and got nachos and da 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 and went back and forth. And he's like, but he said it was, he said it was a very different type of, for being on TV. He said it wasn't how they have done it forever. And then I guess he went to an AEW show and he started trying to like talk about how different it was the, what they do in between when they're on commercials, the dark matches they put on, you don't see and things like that. So, yeah. you know, they just, they got, they got a little bit, even though it's WWE and they're a billion dollar company, they got a little bit of a hole to climb out of to get back on the road, I think. Which it was like the sad, I mean, that's the worst thing that happened. I don't know. I've been a wrestling fan for a very long time and I've been extremely sad for a year and a half. And like this week in wrestling though, has Cause some stirrings, I guess, if you will. Like maybe rumblings. Maybe things might actually resemble wrestling. I mean, at some point, we're getting like. I tuned into more shows. I mean, fuck, I sat here and watched Slammiversary with you guys. If if all the rumor and innuendo is true, we're getting like WrestleMania 15, 98, 99 window WCW, WWE like mega status cards coming. If that's if the case is true, I feel like. Well, I, I feel like the. I feel like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan is the equivalent of Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair in WCW, and and it's the start of something. It's all it's, well, all, that, it's all rumors right now, though. Until it, I hate to say it, from at least for me, until yeah. AEW yep. officially releases oh, right. or they show up on TV, I, I, it's all rumors. That's why I said I mean, rumor and innuendo because no one. So a lot of these wrestling sure. sites are are completely bullshit, and it's all rumor and innuendo, and it's there to sell fucking clickbait shit. But there is one. That I I do trust. They do treat it like an actual journalism. That's Mike Johnson at PW Insider. Shout out Mike Johnson. <laughs> and uh, you know they they you know the rule of the journalism is you verify it with three sources before you print it. And you know if that's good enough for you know Fox and CNN and shit to report news, it's kind of good enough for me. And it took a while. I mean all the rumblings started coming out on Wednesday or whatever, and mm-hmm. and then PW Insider uh, ran with it too. So you know. I went from uh, this is some like thirty percent like oh this is some bullshit shit like everybody, everybody fucking talks about CM Punk coming back but PW Insider kind of ran with it uh, you know it takes it out of the rumor and innuendo category for me all I know is if he does show up I have tickets to the show man I'm be there I know too you both y'all mother for me it's gonna be like a Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant mega level event yeah right it's, it's like he's destiny. like a Steve Austin for me. Destiny. You know what I mean? I always wanted to do two things, and that was watch Steve Austin in the ring and then see CM Punk, and I never have got to see either of them. So Stone Cold's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to get to CM see CM Punk Austin. may possibly actually happen in Chicago. I'm so ridiculously hyped that I might just pull my pants down. That pisses me <laughs> off because <I'm> only thing <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I've ever wanted in wrestling was to see Hulk Hogan because I never went to go see Hulk Hogan, and I got the $15 tickets Yeah, you got the TNA Hogan. I got the... <laughs> Yeah, Brooke Hogan, Hogan coming out. You got the laid too many, uh, too many leg drops down, Hogan. It's the only time that I've been to a wrestling event that I was looking forward to that they taped two shows and this like <laughs> they get done with the whole night. I'm like, okay, I've been on the roof all day. First of all, I was a roofer at the time, and it's like 110 degrees out. Show don't start till like four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. Come home and take a shower. Like already just dog ass tired. <laughs> Drag my ass to this Peoria Civic Center and watching the TNA show, bought a Hulk Hogan shirt, chatted with the guy that was running the booth. Like he acted like he was Hulk Hogan's buddy. And oh, like, sure. He was like, oh, man, you're a Hulk. I'm like, dude, since I was a wee little lad. He's like, yeah, I've been <laughs> selling show- shirts with him 
all these years, blah, blah, blah. And I sat, we had real shitty seats there, 15 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> were you at, you were at that show too, right? No. No? I wish I was, no, though, that for was the, the story that you went to. Yeah. So, like, I'm in my seat and trying to stay awake, which is a bad thing to say about a wrestling show or uh, whatever. That's TNA. So. But, <laughs> and it was, you know, the main event mafia getting back together the second time when they had uh, <laughs> the Matt, second Mor- time. Matt Morgan in it or whatever. It wasn't the good main event mafia. Then. It's Matt like Morgan. NWO, Silver and Black. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the bullshit version of a kind of bullshit stable anyways you get it but uh, <laughs> i don't i don't think so <laughs> stupid but, that. so i'm like hulk hogan comes out i'm like ah, i got my fucking moment for i've seen hulk hogan live now that's fucking awesome and then staying awake the show gets over i'm like oh I'm melting back in my seat i'm gonna get up like okay that was oh, that was awesome i'm gonna leave now i'm a happy customer and then fucking uh jeremy borash comes out hey everybody take a seat because uh we did so great here that we're gonna we're going to tape next week's episode, too. No, what they did was they like, asked the what? Peoria Civic Center, and they said, hey, you guys got anything going after the show? And they said, nah, if we pay you an extra 21 bucks, could we film another? Yeah, go for it. And <laughs> the whole thing was they were teasing the main event mafia getting back together. I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm going to see maybe Sting or fucking Kevin Nash or Booker T. That'd be sweet, too. Kurt Angle. But it was like Matt Morgan came out as like, <laughs> he's like, oh, now I'm in the main event mafia. And I did see Kurt Angle. But... Was he sleeping on some no-dos? Dude, I was trying to stay the fuck awake. Like, like I can't believe that I'm sitting at a wrestling. I've only been to two wrestling shows in my life. That was my second one. And uh, this, you, you got to do in the first wrestling show you got to go go to. Then I guess that was the once in a lifetime experience. You, right there. you got to do the ultimate, and that slapped Ric Flair on the chest. So Woo! as far as I'm concerned, you don't your TNA experiences. That's yeah. because you got to use all I mean, yours up really in the first player, time man. you ever went. That is true. He got front row camera side and got to smack whatever, and you got to smack Ric Flair. I in won the, the chest. tickets off the radio. They had a competition, Raw Fear Factor, and uh, they're like, "What?" They were like, "What would you do for Monday Night Raw tickets?" And I was, well, you know, I was college kids. I was inebriated. I had a had a thing on the radio as I was driving up to Peoria. Hey, email me at blah 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 power ninety two point three. Uh, tell me what you would do for Raw Fear Factor tickets. Blah blah. And I proceeded to drink at Bradley for a little while, and I got home from the bars and typed up an email of what I would do, and uh, I, I fall asleep and I wake up to my phone. My mom calling me. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like what? You're all over the radio. Turn the radio on. I'm like, what? What is going on? And they're like, this one, you know, this this person, you're gonna come to our studios tomorrow. You've won raw or won a chance to get raw Fear Factor tickets. You said that you would walk to work that day, and this person got tickets because they would uh they would uh, uh tell their boss where to stick it that day. But then there's this dick motherfucker that uh I don't even really want to meet him, but you're invited too. But you need to call a studio real quick. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? So I pull out my little flip phone and call the studio. And they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, what, dude? And I, I guess in my drunken stupor, I've been like, I will eat fucking cat turds. I will <laughs> I will eat cat turds and then make out with my old lady. I will I will lick whipped cream out of a fat man's butthole. <laughs> and uh so you definitely won the tickets. So they were really yeah. scared to meet me. We went to the <laughs> they studio. They were really scared to meet me. We went to the studio the next day, and the whole thing was we had to eat raw pumpkin. But everybody won tickets. The The person who ate the raw pumpkin the fastest got to sit with the DJ. But I don't think they really thought out their 
they didn't really think out their tickets very well because they gave everybody tickets. I immediately look down and realize I'm camera side, second row. Grand prize to eat all these raw pumpkin at six o'clock in the morning was front row tickets with a DJ, but they weren't on camera side. So I just it came in a beer stein, glass beer stein, all raw pumpkin with like some M&Ms on top. And I we were in the parking lot. I just smashed down. <laughs> I smashed it in the ground, broke everything. I was like, I'm fucking going to raw, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> got a got my Hulk Hogan shirt on. Had a big sign that said "Put me on TV." And Ric Flair took the took the uh, barricade bump right in front of me, and I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so he don't get no good luck at wrestling shows ever again because he got to slap Ric Flair on the chest. You use it all up, bro, on your first night. Well, the the section that we'll be sitting in, I kind of picked it, hoping that uh, if Moxley is there, that he would have to kind of walk in Go our through, area yeah. because my wife's a huge Moxley he fan. Might. So he might slap him, dude. I've got bail money. Uh, he won't get that close, but he'll be coming out the wild thing, doing his thing. <laughs> well, if he has a match, I mean, yeah, they, they kind of it's a pay per view, so I mean, it's up in the air. But they, with everything he, else that's he, going uh, on right now, with all the he people, did, he did lose his title this Wednesday night, and then also. Uh, his he, Japanese title, right? IWGP title. Yeah, but with the whole Forbidden Door thing, they they keep defending the title and all that. But then also, we haven't seen him with Eddie Kingston since he came back. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fine with me. I think they slowed each other down. You think so? Yeah, I thought he I thought he raised Eddie Kingston up, but mm, I think they kind of lowered each other, down. not in a bad way, but not in a good Which, way either. I've only seen he was. I, I was a huge Dean Ambrose fan, and honestly, the mocks. Kind of makes me sad a little bit. Eddie like, Kingston's not doing this stuff with Penta and them no Morgan already. Too. Yeah, because Pac's back. So, they, no, he's at, so what the fuck's Eddie doing? Being a filler for somebody else's group next uh, week. He hasn't really been on TV in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Really? He'll be around. Yeah, so last for a tag partner. The last time that we saw him, they, uh, him and Penta lost to the Young Bucks for the championships on, what, night one? Yeah. Uh, the whole... Oh, theme, he, got the, he got the thumbtacks in his mouth and kicked in the... He got the... the uh, the BT is it the, the V trigger? The V trigger in the or, mouth or, with the thumbtacks. No, no, wait, it was the Young Bucks. So BT trigger, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So he's <laughs> yeah. he's out probably, but he's got his mouth's cut. His mouth's cut up. <laughs> the thumbtacks in his mouth. I must name I must name Deke Dino. Which Dino which Moray, speaking which of speaking of thumbtacks, we got to mention at Slammiversary, fucking Kenny Omega doing the thumbtack thing with Sammy Callahan trying to push thumbtacks into his knee pad. That shit was uh, <laughs> they 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 don't have glue on the opposite side. They're just gonna <laughs> stick in your fucking knee pad. Well, Kenny Olivier. Yeah, so, with his so fucking then, jazz So then you hands. pick it up and shove it in his mouth, and then give him the V trigger. Uh, old, uh, old jazz finger, fucking the, <laughs> tack knee, the, fucking the, Kenny Olivier. The coolest thing about uh, some of these wrestling uh, pay per views we've had here in like the last I don't know six to seven months. There's always some crazy, ridiculous shit that happens that's like the ring that didn't the, explode. But not good, crazy, uh, ridiculous Right, shit. that's what I'm saying. The faked WCW, we went too long fucking ending. Why would you fucking fake something that happened on accident that made you look like a fucking idiot 20 fucking years ago? That's what I mean, but it's shit that just makes me laugh, you know what I mean? Cause there was like... like like, like There was like a, like a, a word at the end. I don't remember. It was like Marushin or something <laughs> that I don't went off the air and then like... I'm like, is this real? Like, did they really just WCW that? And then, like, there was, like, some word. I can't remember what it was that popped up. And I was like, they faked it? Like, you could tell that it was fake or whatever. I'm like, they they, they faked a fucked up WCW ending? What the f- <laughs> Try to get people to tune into their product next week when it turn, comes back on, you know? <laughs> which I know which We're I know, faking uh, being idiots. Which I know last week we talked about doing a 
watch along for Slammiversary, which we didn't end up doing. But it is the first time that both of you have watched Impact in what years? Yeah, yeah. I'd say the so last time. Last time I watched what, it, Tessa Blanchard was champ. What, uh, what did you guys actually think of it? I mean, I, 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 it wasn't as terrible as I thought it would. Would I have spent forty bucks on it? Fuck no. It's all right. I'll pay forty bucks for it. <laughs> uh, Got to support the little guys too. I mean, that's so true. Pluto's got that TNA channel. I watch it every now and then. It'll have like Impact from five weeks ago, and I I turn it on every now and then. It's always been bullshit. I've never seen anything fucking cool ever happen on it. But I can't honestly say like I know you guys are pumped about fucking Kenny Omega and Jay White, but uh, it's Jay White in general is what I got pumped about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been yeah, hearing that f- Bullet Club yeah, elite shit for about six to well about yeah. a year almost now. The actual the actual King Switch showed up. Yeah. Yeah. And then who? Uh, who? <laughs> the real belt collector. Yeah, but it's just the cool because the they've only been guy in uh, New Japan to ever hold all four major IWGP titles. They, they've been taking slow jabs, slow study jabs I for about a year. I understand it, but neither one of them have a fucking name to be exciting about. If it. you cared about the Bullet Actually, Club, actually, uh, this would be cool. When Jay mind, White, Jay White left New Japan, I do care about the Bullet Club. They're in the WWE now. Well, I mean, well, not. I mean. <laughs> I guess. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> Jay White actually left New Japan at the beginning of this year. Did he? And uh, instantly got called from NXT because Triple H wanted him, but he decided to re-up with New Japan. Smarter, so, smarter so, I feel like, in this part. If he had any fucking talent at all, he'd be in WWE. No, I think he's smarter for staying away. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe, he might be richer, but he ain't fucking... Maybe in a couple well, more years. You gotta realize over in Japan... You gotta realize over in Japan, though, that dude is... God, but he I understand is one that, of the but so is Scott Norton. Well, yeah, but but they but treat him. Yeah, New Japan's totally different than being over right. here. The, the country That's itself treats wrestlers different. But if you're the best too. in the world, you have that as a, a weapon in your repertoire. It's not something you but fall back on. Rely on thing the is like you're too, a big name. The biggest thing you do is come out on Slammiversary and have fucking twenty five thousand people be like, "Oh, that's cool." Switch as of right now, he's still de- how old is he? Twenty something still. Oh, Jay White's yeah. probably he's in his late twenties or early thirties. That's what I'm saying. He's so, fucking a couple more years. He gets his name a little bigger, like AJ Styles. He'll be able to go to well, like a well, NXT the, well, or WWE and he's, keep his name. He's the fourth leader of Bullet Club. He's seen what's happened with Finn Balor. He's seen what's happened with AJ. Right. Yeah, Which I mean, they've all been. Fucking title holders. What do you mean? Uh, well, Ballers had a little he, bit of yeah. a tumultuous run there. In WWE. He went to the NXT to wait out the pandemic. A little he, bit. He, he, under, he, understand, once, he understands that when, if he goes to WWE, he's not the top guy anymore. Yeah. Right. He's a small fish and a or big fish and a small fucking On bomb. NXT, I could see where they could throw him in as a top guy immediately. Uh, but if yeah, he goes to the main exactly. roster, they'll never, they would, I mean, he might be a top guy, but he wouldn't be the top guy. And like you said, in New Japan, the whole country treats wrestlers over there different than the country the treats wrestlers. The whole country is the here. size of fucking New England. It don't matter. They treat pe- people like they, they're, it. it's their celebrities are it. wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? He's still not like, a name in the wrestling industry. Stefan Marbury has a statue he, in he, Japan. Like You're going to say top 50 wrestlers in the industry right now? None of those J- dumb fucks. Jay White's on the top, top. The top 25. Jay White's in the top 25. Baron Corbin's better than he is. No way. Fucking Tucker from fucking... No way. Yeah, no. they've been exposed on national television to way more people. So is he had uh, their New Japan's on Roku now. Well, I mean, that's cool, but fucking... That's like an all-access Smackdown's channel. on Fox, homie. That's fucking... I get that. Automatic. I get that. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, though, but... Automatic t- exposure. T- but Tucker being on Smackdown every week, I hate to say it, Tucker is never going to fucking... Uh, Tucker doesn't more anyway. people know main who of, Tucker is than know fired. who Jay White is. He got fired anyway. Well, I mean, it's possible, on. but 
he's never going to get the fucking main event at Tokyo Dome, which is uh, I mean, most wrestlers, at least they want to do it one time in their life. I, I mean, I get it. It's a cool honor. That is a weapon in your toolbox on the way to becoming the best in the world. And that's why I said in so, a couple more years. In a couple more years. That's why I'm more excited about Petey Williams coming back than anything that happened in the last 20 minutes of fucking no. Slammiversary. Uh, Jay White's thing and Impact's his first step into the American exposure, I feel like. So in the next two to three years, we're really going to find out what he's going to be able to do as far as I, I how far that, his star will rise in America. I think they I think, need to stop I think televising actually, this bullshit. I think they can actually make Bullet Club what it was supposed to be when the Young Bucks and all of them came over here and tried it. Yeah. Uh, well, and that, we've got a few guys over here right now. The Young got, Bucks uh, weren't the fucking Bullet Club uh, either. Huck. Well, yeah, they're the elite, but that that was the whole civil war that was started with Cody and Kenny. we got right. uh, Huck, all the fucking idiots out of here. Uh, is it Huckaleo? Hickaleo? Hickaleo. On uh, Impact, or Impact, AEW next week. Yeah, he uh, he's Bullet Club. He challenges Lance Archer for the U.S. title. That the, the, y- the youngest Oos is I will like say six that, foot I will nine. say that I'm more excited about Jay White than I ever got about fucking Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks. The, the youngest Oos. Or, like, or started dust. The I youngest mean, deuce is like almost seven feet tall. Yeah, he, he's a he, big fucking yeah, he guy. Looked, he looked right into Lance, Lance Archer's face. He so. looked fucking Lance Archer had to look up at him a little bit, dude. Lance Archer's a big guy. Tall was. The thing is, if they actually go with Lance Archer the way they should, where like it was back in New Japan, he had that whole type of bruiser br- ah. Bruiser Brody type yeah. mentality over there where they actually treated him kind of like that. He's a crazy-ass motherfucker, and they didn't know what was going to happen. So, so if they actually could do that here, Lance Archer would be one of the top guys in AEW too. But uh, uh, also uh, Jay White made uh, Chris Bay a new member of the Bullet Club. Yeah, I see that. Um, and, and that's another and thing. That's, that's, that's part of the that, reason why he came over here too. He's that, recruiting for the American Bullet Club. Well, I say that's that's the thing now is they're going to try to get some. You've got you've heard of the Elite, obviously. But Bullet Club hasn't had that big exposure yet like the Elite has. You know what I mean? Um, right. So now, well, I mean, you've been year. able to buy a Bullet Club shirt at Hot Topic, but that's only because of Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Before that, you couldn't buy a Bullet Club shirt at Hot Topic. Not when it was fucking Prince and fucking AJ and all them right. guys. Yeah, no, you had to go on pro wrestling tees and hope you found it. Right. So now that, you know, he's trying to start this American, and hopefully he'll stick around and just travel back and forth is what I'm hoping he does. Hopefully they show up at WWE. Because the good thing about... Um, no, he won't. They won't because WWE don't. They'll be like, you guys got to sign for five years. They won't do that. Like what Impact and AEW and ROH will do is they can jump around between all three of them companies they and don't. just make a biggest stir, like this, just stir the biggest shit pot ever. And WWE, they'll be like, you got to be here for five years and you got to lose like the first six matches and you got to break up for six months. I and mean, with Vince together and, charge and all that bullshit, but he's which on was, his way which out. you notice from watching Slammiversary, you had AEW represented. It was an Impact pay per view. You had AAA wrestling there. Mm-hmm. You had NWA. You had New Japan. Pretty much every company besides WWE was represented yeah. at Slammiversary, and they all, and they were all getting along with each other and pretty and working to you know what I mean. Like that shit never works. Back it's in the day, implode. it didn't, but now it's working no. pretty decent. It's for the last two months, three months, four months. Yeah. Hey, it at least right. makes it interesting to watch wrestling right now. Yeah, very it's ish. not. It's not like watching I think WWE. It confuses you into thinking that wrestling's interesting when none of that shit should be televised. They I should d- be fucking. They should be whispered of, heard of, but not ever seen on a national fucking platform because they're not good enough. I, uh, a- and once they get good enough, they get to a national platform. A- and honestly, you can't even. I mean. AEW's on TNT, soon to be on TBS. So, I mean, 
It'll be they're bigger than anybody's been since WCW, but they're still only getting 1.18 million and tooting it like they're the fucking. Yeah, but Raw's only getting 1.2 million too. No, they're like they're like at three three million for Raw. No, SmackDown maybe, but not Raw. Raw's definitely well, so not getting Raw's that. So Raw's that 3.7 was the last with the live crowd knowing John Cena was coming back, right? So which is wrestling. <laughs> yeah, but you got your job is to put butts in the seats. They're 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 not going to be third is good. They're not raw. That's been if shitty you, for a year look, and a half. If you looked at the ratings before that week, you're probably looking at like 1.5 million or 1.2 million. Right. I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, and as shitty as raw is being, they can fucking turn it around in one fucking week and be 66 percent better. Than the ten people that watched Jay White walk out on the fucking how, how many people? Hey man, audience. there was at least eighty people in the crowd. There. <laughs> I've drawn eighty people in Grievecore. Uh, how many? Uh, how many people do you think turned that segment off though after John Cena left and they came back on? They realized he wasn't going to be on the show for the rest of the night. Probably a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, but I guess all that counts is that one mark. They're kind of being weird right. about John Cena right now. Too, D- right? Dude, when he came back, I thought he had knee high white. I thought he was a cholo. Thought he had knee-high white socks on. How bright white his legs were. He definitely bald now. Oh man! Yeah, when he came out, he, I thought he was gonna hit us with the uh, the flat top, and he had the weird comb over with, <laughs> yeah. with mixed with the flat top. It's like you look like your dad, John well, Cena. Well, everybody's been talking about how it's gonna be Roman Reigns and uh, Cena for SummerSlam and all that shit. And ah, he I turned mean, him down, right? What's Roman's what, like? What's, what do you... what's cool is now is that you know they've they've signed the Rock back. They've confirmed that the Rock's right. coming back. So you might have at WrestleMania this year, you might get John Cena, Roman Reigns, and the Rock all versus each other. Because the John the John Cena John Cena's uh his his film schedule is clear now too. And so is the rocks. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I want to see. You don't want to see I a three way w- match between Roman, the Rock, and John Cena. Those no, are like the three no. biggest fucking faces that they've had for the comp- three biggest poster boys, other than Steve Austin, that they've had in like okay, sure, it'd be cool. ever. It's the WrestleMania. It'd be grand. But right. honestly, right, the, it'd moment, be too the grand. moment, the be, moment, it'd be for, such, it'd be such a match that it would be too big for one night. The blow off for fucking Roman Reigns' whole bullshit is going to be the dance that they, him and Rock. They, and they, the thing is, right now though, on SmackDown last night. Uh, Roman Reigns came out at the end of the, uh, yeah, end of the show and told Cena he isn't getting a title shot, and here mm-hmm. comes Prince. And he gave one to Balor, yeah. yeah and that was, like one Balor. Of the best, that was one of the best uh, promos I've heard Roman Reigns do, really. When, him I and Balor. Remember, what, do you, what do you say to him? I, it was funny as shit, though. How about mm-hmm. the... He, Actually, the beginning of the show, when Paul Heyman did the whole little the, uh, John he, Cena he, thing, that was song, hilarious. Yeah, John Cena song, and it was really funny. But yeah, Roman Reigns said, uh, John Cena coming out and doing his gimmicks like missionary position. It's the same thing every <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. Shit was pretty funny. That's that's the most uh, that's the most charismatic I've seen Roman Reigns. Uh, but uh, you know that's that's one thing about John Cena is he does tend to bring the best out of people when they're on the mic, and they might be letting Roman actually have a free mic right now because it's John Cena. They let John Cena have a free mic. Don't tell me he goes out there with a scripted promo. I mean, he there ain't talk, no way. He I mean, ta- he takes don't talk a lot. He takes but... bullet points. Well, Roman Reigns actually has been doing a lot of the talking lately. Paul Heyman's been more just his belt holder. Yeah. So, but uh, I think whenever John Cena's around, he probably said, "We got to make this as real as we can." You need to let him have a free mic, because I don't see Roman saying that on a scripted. Who's scripting something like that in WWE <laughs> right now? Not, not, uh, not Bruce. No, no, no. Paul's not writing. Well, his... Paul was writing this shit for a while because they were doing the. I mean, he was kind of riffing off Brock Lesnar's fucking catchphrases when they first got together and shit. Dude, if Brock Lesnar comes have... back, he needs to keep the Viking bread. Yes, dude. He looked mean as shit, cutting up all them fish with the big ass Viking Fredo. Keep that. Come back. Be the champ we all need. <laughs> like if people get mad because Brock Lesnar shows up, wins the belt, and disappears for like six months, and then he leaves, 
and he's not around forever. And people's like, you know what? We need Brock Lesnar to come back and be the champ again because like these champions, they just this 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 ain't, ain't it. shit going on. But which, then he'll come back, win, and which, be gone, which, and people are like, fuck Brock Lesnar. Cena, which Cena came back because. Uh, Roman Reigns' reign is bullshit, and he's an asshole from what he said. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, my film schedule's up, and I got nothing to do. I need the a best, paycheck. The best part is, though, you're watching live TV, and they bleeped out Cena calling him an asshole. Yeah. Cena is what is wrong with wrestling nowadays. Uh, I feel like Cena did the backwards Hulk Hogan. Does that make sense Hogan? to you? Yeah. So, oh, like... He was a heel and turned into Right, he went from Hollywood forever. Hogan into Hulkamania instead of Hulkamania into Hollywood Hogan. And John Cena went from chain gang bad guy John Cena to uh, never give up the John Cena. Effects of Roman, or the effects of John Cena's uh, uh, rise to popularity is why wrestling sucks today. <laughs> like, it, it, white meat, baby face, fucking never changing, five moves of fucking doom, fucking, hey. even when Hogan did it in the 80s. Five moves of doom. Fucking, it was <laughs> exciting. John Cena, like, my cousin argues with me all the time, well, he's going to deserve to beat Ric Flair. No, no. Like, he, he can cut a promo, though. He can cut yeah, a hell of a promo. And that's I mean, about all you got to have in wrestling is a really good really, promo. I mean, his rap shit Raven. was offensive and fucking dumb. Yeah, but then you have like, people that can't cut a promo, like how Goldberg came back this week too. Who just walked, I'm next. <laughs> yeah, he just walks to the ring and tells Lashley, "Well, I'm next." There are some people that are pushed to the moon for no reason other than a body. Um, Cena had a very hard work ethic. That's why he got pushed. That and he had a, he could cut a hell of a. Fucking, now he couldn't. Those fucking rap things were the. I'm not talking shit about his raps outside. Of his, he didn't just come out. He came out and cut a freestyle, but he did promos back then too. I that remember were like really two good. John Cena fucking promos. Nah, I can name had, like thirty fucking Hulk Hogan. Dude, do we think well, that yeah. he's actually going to get a 17th championship to beat Ric Flair's record? No, I hope not. No. I, I'm pissed that he's tied. No. And not. really, he's not tied. No, Rick Flair's, Rick Flair's like a twenty-one time, time yeah. champ. Well, yeah, but they don't count some of those. Puerto Rico. Yeah, but uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's, they're going to make. That's Roman just like lose the it. list we did on our. I think it's our very first show. The top ten guys did not hold a heavyweight title. Some of those guys held a heavyweight title. It's just in a promotion that they don't fucking recognize. Right. I think Cena loses and makes Roman look a little bit more legit as a champion because he's beaten, you know, the the, yeah, the second I mean, Hulk Hogan. John Cena's got to put Roman over, right? Um, and then after that, it'll, it'll make him more because The Rock's beaten Hulk, or Hulk Hogan. The Rock's beaten John Cena so and Hulk Hogan. I don't so, really want to see – I don't really, really want to see Rock versus Roman, though. I want to see – You're going to get that, though. I want to see Rock, Roman, and the Usos come out with their fucking Samoan shit on and do the fucking Mm-mm. dance. Nope. That's what I want to see. He, Rock's going to show up about Survivor Series to cut a promo and talk uh, about how great life is, and uh, Roman's going to come out, and he's going to be like, what, why are you showing up here right now? <laughs> Rock's going to be like, this what goes, do you mean? This goes totally way off. Cause I'm going to go ADHD on us for a minute. What I really want to see is Jacob Fato go up against Roman Reigns, his actual cousin that – is, yeah, is it MLW? Yeah, yeah the, that ain't gonna the, happen. The Samoan werewolf, that that dude would beat the fuck out of Roman Reigns. It'd be a good match, but I don't think unless he I comes to a, WWE. He's about the only reason I've checked out MLW ever. He's he's held the title for like two years, which mm-hmm. I know we're in a pandemic, but still he's defended it like ten times. I feel like if he, he comes he's like to a, WWE, they just like, make him lose to Roman though. He's like a three hundred and fifty pound dude who does a fucking moonsault as his finishing move. Yeah. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow long. used to do a moonsault. That won't last long. Oh, did, did you happen forever. to? Uh, never mind. I'm gonna save it for later because it's my high spot. <laughs> about right. just said it like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we were talking about Cena and Reigns and all them. Uh, I don't hate Goldberg coming back. I do. Yeah, 
I mean, he's he's obligated just to make like, two appearances. Just of like the Bully year. Ray said, just what I wanted to see after a pandemic. I tune into a live Monday Night Raw, and what do I get? Goldberg. As opposed to what Apollo Cruz's fucking African hey. accent now. Hey, at least you know when Goldberg comes out, you're gonna get the crowd reaction of Goldberg. Goldberg. Right, there was a pop. Or Gilberg. Gilberg. There was a pop. Gilberg. Hey, we've had Gilberg in the last year or two. I would have rather have seen. Right, right before the Royal Rumble when uh, it was McIntyre and whatever. And uh, I think The Miz was part of that whole thing. And he on uh, Miz TV, he had uh, Gilberg come out to be Goldberg for the interview. And then he had some <laughs> other actor come out to be Drew McIntyre. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure they both got fucking claymored afterwards. I would have rather Raw went off the air with Ricochet coming out to one of those, hey, 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 we're not going to do that right now promos <laughs> rather than Bill Goldberg come out and I'm just fucking saying, take somebody Raw else's spot has been for a two-minute The shittiest fucking thing I've ever SummerSlam. seen. Which also, speaking about two fucking minutes, yet Karrion Cross, the NXT champion, yeah. show up on this. Raw. Or up on Raw. Who? Job, jobber to Jeff Hardy? What? Killer Cross. Yeah. Uh, so they yeah, the, that's wor- the first the worst, time I ever seen that. The, yeah, the yeah. worst part, they fucking killed his intro, which is one of the best in wrestling right now. He oh. didn't. He didn't have Scarlet. No, he took then, his old lady away from him. And too. then they put him up against Jeff Hardy, who has been losing to people for two or three months straight. Mm-hmm. And then still who, supposedly who's also who's also a babyface win and roll him up by putting his fucking feet on the ropes. And uh, he also supposedly still ran over Elias too, right? Yeah. But then you had him beat the NXT champion. Jeff Hardy is a fucking Hall of Famer, future fucking Hall of Famer, multiple-time world champion in multiple fucking companies. Uh, no way in the fucking world should fucking Killer Cross beat him on Monday Night Raw. There's should. no fucking reason that he should have been on Monday Night Raw. Well, He's the NXT I champion. I agree with that. Until he drops that title, he doesn't need to be on Raw. Right. I don't mind them crossing over and all that shit, but he's sh- he's not ready to be on Raw. I can tell you that. And then the thing is, uh, it might just been a bad match with Jeff Hardy. I can tell you that I, I didn't get to watch it goatee. because he, he is not money. I watched the Hulu version of Monday Night Raw, and they promoted the Karrion Cross Jeff Hardy match, and did not show it. No, I well, watched it on that's Hulu. because it was I two minutes Hulu that they, they didn't just edited it straight out because it wasn't worth your goddamn time. I watched time. it. Uh, anyway, I watched it here. I ever watched that. I show. watched it here on Tuesday because I was like, "Oh, they got a live crowd." And my mom gave me her password to get on, and they promoted. It. I said, "Carrying Cross, Jeff Hardy, blah blah." And I sat here watching the whole thing, and they didn't show it. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I think me? you might have went to the bathroom, dog. Because no, that's the I only didn't. way I've ever I watched it every time in like I left. Ten the years, and I seen it. I, I paused every time I left the room. I didn't get to see the match, so I don't know if they just like like I said, you didn't miss a goddamn thing. No, but I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, they and didn't really. That's the most exposure that guy's ever got. They didn't really build like him coming to the main roster, and like this is exactly why Steve Austin quit they and left. Shit, it's a farm league. You know, what I mean, this is exactly why things like Stone Cold quit and left because you want to have a match with your NXT champion against someone like Jeff Hardy, who, like you said, is a Hall of Fame wrestler in multiple companies, been a world champion before. Why wouldn't you want to build that match? Like, next week we got Jeff Hardy versus or, current NXT champion Karrion Cross. Or if they don't have anything you to just, do with Jeff Hardy, send him down to NXT. Uh, he's, that's another thing I can say with they said make, make, it a, make it a storyline. Never, ever, 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 ever even reference NXT. 
Ever the fuck. It's the Farm well, League. That's what Vince McMahon doesn't want. Literally, um, they didn't, uh, other than here's you the NXT champion. But I would imagine that Jeff Hardy's probably in the same boat as Cesaro and would probably take that as somewhat of a, a slight as to you're going to move me down to NXT. Like, what kind of shit is that? You I don't know, think, you know, I mean, I think he's in the dark house from his fucking alcoholic fucking decisions he's made. But. I'm a lifetime. Uh, well, I think he's still getting shit on because his brother went to AEW. But yeah, it could I mean, just it could just be a heel turn for Jeff Hardy because he needs something for him to do because he hasn't been on Raw and SmackDown in the last few months. Um, and they don't have anything for him to do. That's pro- WWE's problem is they yeah. don't know how to write for the wrestlers. So before we How do get- you not know how to write for Jeff Hardy? He should be one of the top guys right now. At one time, Jeff Hardy, until he got into the drugs and alcohol, was like Shawn Michaels big. Big. Right. Right. 2009. Wrestled the Undertaker in a ladder match for the WWF Championship. That was before he was big, big. That's what I'm saying. That's what got him to the point of that was like his his first singles run. 2011 TNA lockout. And that, (laughs) to me, I still still am not a Jeff Hardy fan because of that shit. WWE 2009, Jeff Hardy was the best version of Jeff Hardy ever. Yeah. No, I'm I'm still not a Jeff Hardy fan because the shit was still. They did give Jeff Hardy his original theme music back that he came out to the ring. Yeah, I did see that. That was fucking cool but yeah i'm just because that shit was sting man i can't never again i'm not a fan of this ever all right one of the other yeah. major things that happened on raw this week how do you let him go out though like i don't feel like that's whole jeff hardy's fault like that bruce knew uh, he's fucked up eric bischoff knew he's fucked up backstage bro. wasn't fucking ready to do nothing yeah but fucking they you, they he was pulled, not healthy to walk out and they all three knew it they could have pulled a bash at the beach but then jeff hardy probably would have sued him and they lost he all the money he should have never been on camera probably and you'd still be a Jeff Hardy fan. No, that maybe. Pretty, that is Bruce Pritchard's fault. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Somebody's fault. It ain't our fault. I mean, it's Jeff made the decision, but... They Scott Hall it. Yeah. I mean, at least they'd cover for Scott Hall when he was fucked up on camera. I'm not a wrestling fan of Scott Hall. I like Scott Hall, but I'm not a wrestling fan of his after 99-2000. Well, what the fuck did he do after 99-2000? Got pilled out and fucked over a bunch of people. Wasted and be on TNA. Sat back and collects his Royal D checks for the NWO yeah, merchandise. Yeah, <laughs> Still to this day. Bischoff didn't know that shit. Well, very first 83 weeks, Conrad's like, you know Kevin and Scott get uh, royalties off that. And he's like, no shit. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, he doesn't care. He's too busy sitting on the porch with his dog every morning. <laughs> right. And Mrs. Bischoff still looks very pretty, too, for her age. So he's a, he's a lucky man. <laughs> Seen a picture of her, dude. She's a fine lady. But uh, so the other, the other fucking farm league asshole that thought he was big enough to be on Raw but come out looking like a fucking bloated fucking oh you're talking about Keith, Keith Lee, Lee. Yeah, they, they <laughs> brought him back because it's Texas I've listened to this asshole talk for a fucking year about how he's fucking the rock over and shit and NXT Keith Lee is, in front of Keith Lee is the only guy to hold both the uh, they burnt that major out titles in NXT at the same time came up to the main roster they changed his outfit took his music and made him sound like Frazier and, uh, yeah they totally and, killed Keith and Lee and then he disappeared for fucking a well year. he got COVID and then they just for whatever reason kept him at home and then he came back last night, last night Monday, because his home state is Texas. So that's the reason they had him come back to lose because Texas. But uh, plus they needed, Bobby Lashley they at least needed somebody big to wrestle Lashley. And too. Bobby Lashley definitely had to help him with that finishing move there a little bit. <laughs> Good lord! Oh yeah, Keith Lee looked like he put on a little bit of pandemic weight. These fucking yeah. guys come to the roster with all this fucking hype that's undeserved because they've got so much overexposure before they had any fucking experience. And that's why they're flopping. Everybody can fucking, every internet fan can say, well, fucking WWE kills their fucking characters. Well, I, they say they're the fucking I just don't think they know how to It doesn't matter what the character them. is. If you have experience, if you're over, if you're a, if you're a fucking 
uh, uh, have any modicum of fucking talent. It doesn't matter what they hand you. You're going to get it over. You can fucking change the entire thing, and you should change the entire thing. That's how wrestling is. You leave the fucking territory. You learn a new well, fucking hold, and you get the fuck over. That's your Mark Carano effect. They, they had people so scared to fucking gra- have it. They had, that's your Mark Carano effect. They've had people in the back so scared of doing things for so long because there's some dude back there or a bunch of people back there with a little bit of an iron fist over, well, so, Vince wouldn't like so take that. The, uh, Stone Cold said, fucking, it's live TV. If they fucking no. do it, you take the fucking ball in your own court, and if it's good... You don't get in trouble. If it's no, bad, you get they, fired. If it's bad, you deserve to be fucking they fired. They find them guys like 10 grand every time they do shit like safe, that. Playing it fucking safe. If it's bad, you just Walking act like glass. he If it's bad, you just act like he did uh, 20 years ago. and Take your ball and go home. Yeah, and <laughs> then you pay old, a fucking, Pauly, old Pauly calls you and says, hey, you want to come talk about it? You, and the, well, you, you know Tony would call him. When Vince, when Stone Cold walked out on WWE on the Brock Lesnar thing, you had to pay 200 grand to be able to come back and wrestle again. So a lot of these guys don't have two hundred grand to be able to do a bullshit That's like that and be able to come back and wrestle again. So because they don't have the experience to have the exposure that they're already fucking having. And uh, what, they've what, got it in their heads that they're fucking great and they've done nothing. Well, I don't know about that, but the problem is they have them written one way, and then bring them up and say, "Okay, well now you were doing this last night, but now you're going to be a completely they, different character tonight." They, and they, they give uh, you no time at all to work on it. Great. Did the same thing to Dusty Rhodes. Got it the fuck over in polka dots. Uh, it took him a minute but to get it there. The though, thing bud. is, if you want it to work best, though, all your creative teams need to work together, together because yeah. you're going to get that person when they actually come to the main roster. It's like when you play Little League football, like Pop Warner, if you have a good system when you're little, you learn the system, and then the next coach just keeps improving you. And you guys all have that, like, like all and the good teams. Like one all out the of good teams. 150 fucking people make it like it should be. Not every fucking person gets a chance in the fucking major leagues to have all these people be like, well, he was awesome in NXT. Fucking sucks when he got up here. It's because he sucked in NXT. Yeah, there's some of them that do, but the ones that they brought up recently Guy should Joe. not be doing very Ke- bad. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is the last person that came up from NXT that should be up there. Sami Zayn's also. Yeah, Sami Zayn too. Cesaro. Mm, it really? Maybe not lately. But Cesaro, I told you that was Cesaro's a fan favorite. That's I, what I told everyone that was going to happen. Everybody in NXT is a fan favorite. As soon as he lost to Roman, they took him and said, nope, Everybody we're done with that. you, dog. You're going right back down the ladder. I, I mean, I like Cesaro. Don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of Cesaro. He ain't no champ. But he ain't no champ. He 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 barely belongs on the main roster, really. If he was going to get over, he'd have got over. No, nah, I think he bangs on the main roster. But like I said, he's like British Bulldog. He puts on awesome matches, but that's it. He's I never think, had the timing behind him. I think the top guy right now that they brought up in the last year or two right now, you'd have to say would be Matt Riddle. Or, uh, uh, uh yeah, well, he's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. He's doing the most right now, but also um, uh, Priest, Damian Priest. He's yeah, actually yeah, but, got himself a good little son. Other than him getting eaten by zombies or that dumb shit that they did, he's got he's actually he's, got a little he, bit yeah, of Yeah, he's a, always had good matches, and people like him, but the bad part is they put him on TV, and then th- for three or four weeks you don't see him again. Well, that's because they, when they fast-tracked him in, they put him right there with that bat and the oh, Bad Bunny he's thing. He's very athletic. You know, and that got him for over enough for people guy. to know who he is, but now they're like, well, that's what that comes right back to. The, they, I don't know how to write for this guy, so we don't have anything for him to do, so we're just going to set you him in the back. You can't say that, though. Well, yeah, I can not because I because you have no idea what his personal life is he could be not ready for it he could be telling them i'm not ready for it after i listened to that writer that got fired by wwe on that podcast talking about talking about they would come in with an idea and we would sit at a table 
and then we would take the note and one person would take the note home one night and change the idea and give it to a person the next day and that person would take it home and change it and by the time it got to the end of the table of events it was something completely different than what it started out as those are writing exercises that's how the creative process well, works that's not you how it be used able to work to take it and get over with it that's not how it used to work well the way it should work is like how we're doing it you put the idea on the table and you're around the table and, and all and, of you guys argue it out and especially with people who don't know wrestling oh like the chick that got fired a few weeks ago. That's what I'm talking about. I listen to the podcast. I shouldn't. Them half the writers in there don't know wrestling. There might be one or two that know. Even Dusty Rhodes, they were talking about. This Everybody a couple wants weeks it ago. to be like it was, but and, they used to put two hours of fucking TV on a week, and now they're at like fucking twenty thousand fucking hours well, a week. You have to have writers. It's what I said like a week or two ago when we were talking about. It, it might have been the week whenever that got flushed out and we couldn't hear real good. Was they they you know they were just talking about it on Busted Open. The writers don't know how to write heat. And they don't know how to get people over. They just don't know how it's to do it. It's not up to the writers. It's to it, the, up to the wrestler. It kind to get of is. If, if you have to go out there and read a script, you right. have to be able but to read that tone, script. You have to be able to get that. How you read the script. You know, you don't get a fucking script on a TV show and it comes out, you know, on Scrubs, say, Dr. Cox. Dr. Cox makes Dr. Cox. John C. McGinley makes Dr. Cox the fucking character that you see on TV. Right. Not but a piece of paper written. You got to have the talent to get it the fuck over. The and they don't with, have it. The difference between TV and wrestling is takes. But on TV, they get takes where they'll be able to freestyle a little bit. And maybe we'll pick this. Maybe we'll pick that. Wrestling is live. You go out, you do they it do once. They do the same thing in theater. You go out live, you do it once. Right. Like and if they do that shit in theater, they get fucking fired or replaced. Right. Like everybody in NXT should be. So if they go out on Monday Night Raw and they pull some bullshit, they're going to get fired or replaced. on the NXT roster. They're just not ready to go up. Or they choose not to go up. And e- either that's wh- a bullshit excuse, too. Everybody that should be a fucking wrestler wants the headline WrestleMania. If you don't want to go up, get the fuck off NXT, too. I mean, they have their own WrestleMania. Honestly, they just need to make NXT the third fucking brand like it's supposed to be, and then we don't have this issue. It's supposed to be the farm league. And it, Triple H has got big fucking ego. Wants to be taking over shit. He ain't Vince McMahon. He might be the best I mean, after yet. Vince McMahon leaves, but it ain't yet. Vince McMahon ain't the bad Vince part McMahon of, anymore. The bad part of Vince is going to sell the goddamn company before he lets Triple H take it sell over. Sell to The Rock. Man, I hope not. Vince McMahon ain't even Vince McMahon anymore, so. And then we're going to get to watch Mickey Mouse go up against Roman Reigns for the title when uh, Disney buys it. I fucking hope so. <sighs> Pluto comes out and fucking I feel like Triple chair. H is the first person to have both sides of it completely, though. Like, every promoter wants to be a wrestler when they were a kid and they don't have the skill to get over, but they're good businessmen. They go out and they make the deals and they get their promotion out and, but they don't necessarily have the boys best interest in mind because they don't know they're not in that mindset. They've never lived that life. Triple H is the very first person on that level. I, I, you know, I would say Jeff Jarrett's probably the first person to be doing both. Triple H is the first person in the world to do it both well and, and so honestly if it stays in the family and they let stephanie run it and triple h run it like i think that wwe will go to a, a bigger level because of the experience he's had for 20 years each on both sides well he cares coach. about wrestling too and that's the thing that him and vince don't get along with and that's probably why nxt that, is not the third part, brand because that's also he, part he, of the he cares reason. about that's the also wrestling. part of the reason that when those guys from NXT go up to the main roster, they kind of have that deer in the headlights look too because NXT is a fucking wrestling show. And then when you get to the main roster, it's sports entertainment. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I was There's saying. There's no it's, fucking distinction. That's if the you, big difference between it, the shows. Is one's the a entire definitely... package coming together. You have to be able to talk. You have to be able to be entertaining. And you have to be able to wrestle. 
everybody from NXT can fucking wrestle. I will give you that. I happen to enjoy uh, the uh, physical part of it. They're they are good matches, but they're just not ready. They're just and, not. Big. And just to just to uh, for the people that actually like NXT UK, how you said physical, and I'm gonna squeak this in real quick. Takeover 36 the night after Walter. we get Walter and Elia Dragunov part two. That's going to be a fucking physical, awesome match. I, I've, I can't no. comment on that no. in the UK because now go back to this. Never had to drag me into fucking. I don't watch UK that bullshit. I don't, I don't do that one. I like UK, but all right. Now I, back to the what we were talking about. I, I, I'm really excited about that match. I, I'm excited about it only because you've been talking about it, and I've never checked out NXT UK. I kind of thought NXT UK was just Triple H setting up franchises. It is, but. I mean, he said it's a different. I, I'm a fan of. The, so, uh, we talk about, uh, uh, you know, North Korea being the biggest wrestling show of all time. And you talk about uh, Raw in the 90s having the biggest ratings of all time. Uh, uh, England, I, I can't remember the name of the promotion, but it's the one that Paige's dad ran or whatever back in the day. Uh, that has the most people in the world watching TV at the same time. And, and the English style so of wrestling. Is it, was it Rev Pro? Yeah, it might have been no wide world of sport or wide world of wrestling or something. Like Cause, that. Cause I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure right now Rev Pro is the biggest one in England besides uh, NXT UK. So the '80s wrestling boom that we had here in America was actually lit by the UK. Uh, UK had a wrestling boom way before uh, uh, the '80s Vince McMahon bullshit went on. They had more people in like 1978 watch wrestling on TV than it's ever happened in the world since, and, and they just have a unique style, a unique brawling style that that I appreciate. I'm not a huge William Regal fan. I'm not a huge fucking. Uh, I mean, he's the same he's style. A man's man. Which over on NXT UK, you have a whole different GM, which he he hasn't been on in forever. You have an assistant to the GM, and that's the dude who's been pretty much booking the matches and is the face right now, and. Uh, like Triple H, hey Ken Shamrock's on TV. Uh, Triple H <laughs> actually, Triple H was actually on NXT UK this week for the first time, and I can't remember how long. But that's just because he was entered or he announced that Walter and Dragonoff is going to be it. Who's Dragonoff? Ilya Dragonoff. He's a he's a Russian uh, wrestler. He's a little bitty fucking powerhouse dude, and he was. He, he's like a mini version of Walter, pretty much. So they're going to have an NXT UK match on NXT TakeOver in America? Yep. American Explosion. And, it, and, it's, and it's for the NXT UK Championship. Ain't no different than uh, AEW having a New Japan United States Championship match Except between John Moxley and fucking... I mean, the only thing that's different is between two American wrestlers instead of having a Japanese wrestler in there. I, 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 I would to get be more excited it. about it if they stuck it over there just because they're mixing it. Well, a, well it was it know, was supposed so. to be on TV this week, but Walter broke his hand. They're, they're trying to get people to tune into NXT UK, and that's a tease match that you should tune into our, our other... I need to watch them in NXT, NXT UK. UK. So. I'm, more exci- like, I'm more excited to get into NXT UK than, than even read about fucking Impact or... Uh, I'm we, familiar with the impact. We were talking about Slammiversary earlier. Uh, what, what, out of if you gave it between one and ten, what would you give it? 
like comparatively to all fucking TNA and Impact things that have ever happened. No, just as a out of a as a pay per view, not a, comparatively to anything. Just as, as a as a wrestling pay per view. Fucking one, there's eighty people in the goddamn audience. Well, that's not their fault. It's a studio well, yeah, show. The, the studio. NWO. I think that's all the studio is allowed to have on the on YouTube, dog. You don't pay forty bucks for that shit. Don't matter. NWA Power's got like fucking thirty people or whatever. Actually, right. So one out of ten, you give it a one thumb. To watch NWA, you gotta have Fight TV, and that costs you. None of these motherfuckers should have pay-per-views. It costs you five. They're not big enough. Uh, but as far as entertaining, sitting down with my friends and watching Slammiversary, I would say it was slightly better than the Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena. So you give it a one though out of ten. Three tops, and only because Petey Williams, I got to see a Canadian Destroyer. I gave it about a six. Uh, Moose was in way better shape. Than I've ever seen him before. See, that's the moose that I seen before. And um, you were like shitting on him for a like, dude. Year. The one we watched was so tired. By the time he ran to the tiny, uh, he ran down the tiny little ramp that they have, got in the ring, and was so tired he couldn't even barely perform. And me and him watched him. I was like, "This is the dude you were trying to hype me about." Like he was sweating real bad, going down to one knee on one side of the ring apron. Like he could tell he was like holding the side. He couldn't climb up and do his moves and nothing. I was like, "This guy." There was at one point I thought Moose was going to come to WWE, and then but he signed with yeah. He re- he renewed his contract, but he looked really good on the pay per view. Um, the ending was very shitty, like we said earlier. Well, that, the, that's why they're. Are you talking about the ending of the Moose and Seven match, or are you talking about the pay per view? No, no, the ending of the pay per view. I thought that was just. You don't do that. I was a big Satan um, fan too. Growing if, if anything, up. what they what they should have done was had had Jay White come out to the top of the ramp and then cut it off, not have him walk all the way down to the ring and then go, "Oh my God, what's about to happen?" and have you start to show someone run out and then it, you cut it off. And the That's thing, some DDP Goldberg bullshit. And the, and the thing is, on the show this week, uh, they showed Jay White and it was David Finley who ran out. Yeah. Finn Juice. Yeah. Well, it was actually just David Finley because they fight for the Never Open Weight Championship or Resurgence next month. But they didn't even have a showdown or anything to do with each other on this week's episode of Impact. Like he calls out the, he calls out Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers and pretty much tells them that they're not fucking Bullet Club and you will never be Bullet Club again, pretty much. Yeah, so that that to, that that's he, the he start told, of he told this. he told the machine gun that he fucking peaked and 2012 when he lost in the G1 final. <laughs> so, um, so I, I this, this is the, the how is Impact still in the air? How do they even fucking make money? This like, is this is because the, Anthem has money. The, this is the yeah, start. I to, guarantee they're not fucking bringing any money in. This is the start to the the. Hey man, we got forty bucks from me last week. Story. <laughs> yeah. And the good thing about it is it's going to bleed over into AEW, and that's where it's going to get the most exposure. Is on Did AEW. See what the buy rate so. of it was? No. No, I didn't look at anything like that. Like I, I would s- give it a six. Uh, I'll say seven. Six. I, the Ultimate X match is pretty good. Um, the Thunder Rosa and Deanna Peraza was a really good match. Yeah, uh, th- I think that was the best match of the night myself. Deanna mm-hmm. Peraza was holding that Impact flag and waving it pretty good. I think she's the most talented wrestler they got seven right now. Seven compared to what? The Slammiversary last year. I'm going to give it a seven over well, last I mean, year's. Just yeah. for a wrestling show overall, I'd give it a six out of ten. I'm saying like uncensored fucking 96 would be like a seven. I'm not comparing me. it to any other wrestling show. Just a wrestling show overall, I gave it a six out of ten. It wasn't too indie much show for me. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad wrestling on the show. And I don't watch TNA, so I don't know a whole lot about the wrestlers there. I know who they are. I know who Sammy Callahan is. I know who Trey Miguel is. I know who Moose is. But I don't watch that shit on a regular basis. You were entertained by No Way Jose coming out? And that's doing that's about the only thing I wasn't that, entertained yeah, that was about, I don't know that how was he about kept the his worst name. Part. He, he's he's well, probably he, so shit horrible wrestler at WWE, let him keep his name and his gimmick. Well, uh, they don't do that. He, uh, 
<laughs> his, his name is Ho- his name is no way. There's no Jose part included, so that's how he gets to keep his name. That's just like how Rhinos changed right. how he spelt his name, and then with a Y when, and, and then when and then when he when Heath Slater came back last year, he dropped Slater, and now he's just Heath. Is he on Impact now? Uh, yeah, he he got injured, so he hasn't been on for a while. Tommy Dreamer should never wear his hair in a tiny little ponytail. <laughs> um. I think so. I think the pandemic has made some people they some they for me statements. for me they I feel like they had the most surprises in the night out of all the shows I've watched in like the last three right. or four months. And we got we got Mickey James we, back. We, well, I don't care about at, her really, but at, uh, you had Mickey James was a total surprise. Um, you, you had all the kind of question marks on who was going to be in what match, and we had speculated about whatever. Um, I kind of felt like I knew Thunder Rosa was going to be in the women's match because she's the only female I know right now that's traveling around to every and, company and, and just putting in work. And now officially she's a f- her NW- NWA contract is over and she's officially signed with AEW. Slammiversary got fucking 56,000 buys at $40 a pop. Do you- oh, I don't know. I don't know. what. Then you got to pay your, the providers and things like that too. So, um, so it was a $2 million a uh, little less, a little less than that, you think, because they got to pay. Two, that's two point two from us to who, that's know, still out of our pocket to them. They still got to pay their providers. That's still pretty that's good. I believe wrestlers got paid a couple thousand, like they would in the eighties, early nineties. It's about eighties, early nineties, independent. I mean, they're they're doing okay, okay enough for Anthem to continue to keep them on TV, and oh, and I that's guarantee. that's a part of your getting Jay White and other people from other companies. That that's a that's a part of your Jay White and getting other people from other companies to come there now because they're gonna start trying to put on some of these matches on their company and to get other their people fucking to satellite buy. Satellite time was nine hundred thousand dollars. And if if they can get people from Japan to buy their pay per views and then get people from other countries to buy their pay per views and do it globally, then you know different monies and different areas that you know you make different amounts so you got you get globally you know you didn't add i don't i don't know if that adds new 56, Japan six thousand buys homie is that just United States though. It's thousand people paid forty dollars in the whole entire world. The entire world. Okay. To watch it, and actually, it's, I don't know. So it, is that just fifty six thousand? Actually, it's America? forty. It's forty dollars through Fight TV. Like if you would have bought it on Direct TV, I'm still pretty sure you're paying fifty bucks. So there's different TNA because uh, last year me and Scott bought Slammiversary through Direct TV, and it cost me fifty bucks. And then I realized I can get it through Fight TV for ten dollars less. So um, Kenny and Sammy wasn't a bad match. Uh, the knee pad with the the was tax was the goofiest was the goofiest shit. But I did like it when he pulled the fucking uh, pizza cutter out, like Nick Gage uh, style. Yeah, ruined <laughs> a fucking match that might ripped be off made. a match a week that's about to be a week week early. And Nick Gage is gonna do that to Jericho anyways when he wrestles him, you know. So it's and the thing is tonight. Nick Gage is going to do that to Matt Cordona. Matt Cordona, yeah. That's why yeah. I said a week beforehand. Then the Sammy Callahan tried to steal it from him, but. About to watch Mick Foley get double powerbomb through two chairs. Oh, yeah, that hurt. Which John Moxley got the – he went through two chairs, but the yeah. opposite direction this week. They Dude, Murderhawk puts two chairs back-to-back and fucking powerbombs. Uh, just, just for reference, TNA's very first Wednesday night pay-per-view, when they were jack shit, when wrestling was still kind of fucking wrestling, uh, uh, they did 120,000 fucking buys. Yeah, but they had AJ Styles and – people like yeah, that. Yeah, AJ fresh off his fucking WCW fucking run. And Jeff Jarrett. And not, who else do they have? Ken Shamrock and Raven and all Ken kinds Shamrock of motherfuckers. Ken Shamrock and Jeff dude. Jarrett was the, the main event. Top wrestlers. They had the dicks. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> I did double with this bullshit, and you're going to give it a six out of ten. I like that first TNA pay per view. It's actually really good. I, yeah, I know. That's so, what I'm saying. The Battle Royal. Thing is, when I go in to watch a, that's something. That's a six out of ten. I don't have expectations. Well, yeah. I'm kind of just sitting down and wanting to be entertained. And it was a, so, it, was it, a, it was a good wrestling show. It, for it, the held, most part. it held my attention for the most part. Uh, <laughs> so does a butterfly when no. it flies across your fucking windshield. Well, if it's pretty. <laughs> um, like I said, they had some decent surprises. Me like, and Zach have this argument all the time about fucking. Oh, you come in with fucking too big expectations. No, I've been a fan for thirty fucking years. I, like I feel like so ha- far you have to entertain me. The 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 job of fucking it being entertaining when you set the bar. You your job is to beat it every fucking week, and you haven't done it for twenty fucking years. Um, but but anyway, uh, I feel like their surprises are really good, and they didn't. You know, usually you hear about that shit like a day or two in advance with AEW, WWE. If any, like if Jay White was showing up to AEW or WWE, you'd heard about it. Yeah, that was a surprise. It was a complete surprise. Uh, Mickey James showing up was kind of a surprise, but not really because she needs someone to wrestle her. Yeah, I, um, I mean, so her showing up was kind of neat. Which um, actually, Mickey James isn't gonna. She isn't actually wrestling at the women's pay per view that she's doing. She's wrestling the next night at NWA's 73rd anniversary show, which is actually going to be at the Chase in St. Louis, which has all the history of, really? of the NWA. Yeah. And then, like uh, I said, Thunder Rosa. And then also, uh, I believe it's the, fir- it's the first time that Sam the, Muchnick at the Chase and shit. It's the first time that the Chase is allowing wrestling there in like 25 years. That's I believe cool uh, didn't Molina also show up on the that next week's episode of Impact? I'm pretty sure Molina shows up. No, I think Mickey James came back out in her cowboy boots and shit. Uh, Mickey, not at the not at the pay per view, but that next Impact right after that. I think Molina, or Mickey James comes out to try to sign somebody yeah, to her it's, power it's, contract. It's Gail Kim that comes out. Oh, that was Molina that came out. Um, and then, Molina is signed to NWA though, so she will be at Empower. I hmm. wish Billy Corgan would have won the fucking lawsuit. <laughs> what? Wrestling would be so much better. No, it'd be Nick Aldis as your champion now. That's all. Maybe all right. Maybe you'd fucking. Mm, no, nah, I doubt it. He's he thinks he's the WWF champ, but that's because Billy Corgan be pumping him up and they lost. And right. You talk about people that nobody knows about. Seventy third anniversary. Fuck off. You're the fucking second anniversary, motherfucker. You bought a fucking dead brand. Yeah. Like a dumbass. Yep. <laughs> I watch it every week. I he, think it's. You should have went ahead and invested in AEW. I'm just right. Re- I just like wrestling in general. But so AEW, I, watch, I watch way too much wrestling. AEW didn't want to sign Nick Aldis. And neither did I mean, anybody else. he's got a poor attitude. Right, so I said he thinks but, his star's a lot brighter than it is. What was his name in TNA, though? He was, uh, Magnus. Magnus. He, he was mildly entertaining. Yeah, but good he, era like I said, he, he thinks that he did a, an interview on Bust Open mm-hmm. one time. And to me, he's more over than Jay White or Kenny Omega. And it was right after he won the NWA title, and he tried to challenge Triple H on Busted Open because Triple H keeps a fucking old... There's a, he has an old replica of the original NWA title he keeps in his office, and that Nick Aldis has had meetings with him, so he knows about it. He tried to challenge Triple H over the radio to come down. Shit, that's a real world champ. You want to be the head headline of WrestleMania? And Triple H ain't going to no fucking studio NWA power show to wrestle fucking nobody. Nick Aldis could come to fucking WrestleMania or Monday Night Raw more than likely and lose his NWA title to Triple H, though. That would be more people than ever it would watched get, NWA YouTube bullshit ever. Right, it'd get Nick Aldis some fucking NWA, exposure. NWA is not on YouTube. It's it, how it started. It's, it used yeah, to be, right? Yeah, now it's on Fight TV. Yeah. 
I don't know if I it's see Tuesday it. nights at six oh five live. It's an app you download and then it just has nothing but boxing, MMA, wrestling. No, it's, it's five bucks a month. If you want to pay for to watch it, you can download it for free. But if you want to pay to watch anything on there, you have to. I think I've downloaded it a couple times and they have like really old global force wrestling. They have some of that stuff on there too, on but the it, boxing. It's where you're going to find all of your indie mud shows that you talk about too. Oh, yeah, or if you like um, like the Jake Paul versus Mayweather type of shit, that's on there. Yeah. Celebrity bullshit. That's like tonight. Uh, if you want to watch the GCW homecoming match or the pay per view, well, I, it's just a fucking show. It's that's, not an actual pay per view. You'll watch it on Fight TV. Zach Ryder and fucking Nick yeah. Cage, right? I yeah. would be excited about it. So, like, I hate indie metro bullshit, but fucking uh, the hardcore, like, the hardcore shit has more respect in my mind. They, they, to me, it's just a different genre of wrestling. It's like I said, dude. It's the art form. But they're out there trying to kill each other with light tubes and knives and whatnot. And, and then they have to try to not actually it's, kill it's each other with that stuff. It's not my cup of tea, but I have more respect for it than I do Kenny Omega. <laughs> but it's it to me, it's just because they, they have to like not kill each other with actual weapons of destruction and death. And like You have to figure out a way to not accidentally stab a dude to death with a knife that could actually stab someone to death. And implement that into your match somehow. <laughs> To me, Necro Butcher is way more over than Kenny Omega ever will be. Who the fuck is that? You don't know who Necro Butcher is, dude? No. I've never heard of him in my entire life. Nope. Dude, are you kidding me? He was on The Wrestler talk, with fucking Mickey. Talk about Rourke. fucking talking shit about people like Adam Cole. He is the biggest fucking You talk fucking about some hardcore nec- wrestler Necro monkey ever. who no one's ever heard of. Are hey, you the, kidding me? You've hey, never seen hey, fucking if, original? If, uh, if Adam Cole was about three inches taller, he would be the next fucking Shawn Michaels on the main event or on the main roster. Necro Monster, Necro Monster, Necro Butcher. No, dude. Dude, he was—he's won a fucking Oscar. He don't deserve it. Yeah, he does. He's a fucking hardcore wrestling legend. He, he was in the original ECW. Is that dog. the dude who's like sixty and New Jack bashed his head in with a fucking baseball bat? He ain't sixty. He's like. Just ten years older than we are. He looks like he's in his seventies. What the fuck? He is the he is the Hulk Hogan of the fucking hardcore fucking. I mean, I mean. I don't him watch and Terry that. Funk had a fucking match that was the craziest shit I ever fucking seen in my life. I don't watch that here. indie mud show bullshit. That's what I'm saying. It's not indie mud show bullshit. It's just a different genre of wrestling. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure like, Nick Gage does his indie mud show bullshit. He even calls it indie mud show bullshit. So. Dude, they have a show that's actually called the uh, what was it, the Great American Mud Show or something like that. <laughs> On Busted Open, he was he was talking about um, uh, Matt Cardona coming to his indie mud show and getting his fucking head split open. He says, "I'm this ain't gonna be no WWAW overproduced bullshit. Yeah, I'm gonna beat this motherfucker's ass." Yeah, he's like, he does, I don't think he's ever realized that once you break one of those light tubes and it starts cutting India, you just burn. And, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna fucking cut him. <laughs> so. I mean, that's him over the top. As a, that's him doing his job as a professional. Nick uh, Gage is a better professional wrestler than Kenny Omega because of that promo on that shit I don't know, right bro. There. I think you, he's just you, shit. Hey, actually, I think Ken, he's just shit you crazy. At least believe in it. At least yeah, Kenny, yeah. Even, hey, Kenny Omega actually did have a pretty decent match against Sammy Callahan, it, it, which is with totally... His fucking t- t- no, he didn't. It was took me right out of the moment when he put his fucking tacks into his fucking knees. I'd like to see Nick Gage. Like Other than that part, the match was pretty entertaining. If you, if you fucking disregard the part that takes you completely out of the match and turns it into a, something that might have been decently okay uh, that turned it into a fucking bullshit fucking want me to turn this bullshit off then I liked the then, match yeah. I liked it I thought it was a decent match I don't feel like that every I single match requires Mick Foley retribution. Like, 
I don't I don't feel like every single match requires like some sort of Mick Foley like stipulation. Distra- well, no, just like they everyone. Oh, there has to be like the giant fucking crimson mask between both of them, or there yeah, has no, to be some kind sure of crazy like over the top brutality that goes on. Like you can't just have a decent hardcore match, and like we don't need the thumbtacks in every other match. Like you can put people through tables, you can hit them with chairs and use canes and do all that stuff without having to do some crazy like over the top fucking stunt where someone's gonna probably get hurt or it just doesn't work out right and he looks really dumb the thing is in the last six months the attacks have been way over fucking done as it is dude speaking about big stunts when moxley went through the barbed wire on wednesday he he couldn't get up he was stuck to the shit and like when it was going off the air he was trying to get up and you could see the barbs like pulling his skin out of it like dude it was ooh i was like ooh he's like he was stuck in and they were like Mox is fucking crazy they were bringing the title out to give it to murderhawk and they were going to go and do this whole thing where hugaleo got in the ring and all that and they're like we need to get some probably a medical attention down here for moxley and like dude he was laying there just stuck to the board and they just left him lay there while they did the whole <laughs> thing in the ring and he was just laying down there the whole time like just which, legit stuck which to which when it. he did get freed he did go into the ring and present the trophy to Archer and like can't raise his arm and all that. They use the, the good buddies. barbed wire for, for that match. They're him and Lance Archer are buddies then. Oh, no, they know. just have respect for each other since they've been in New Japan fighting against each other forever. Nah, bro, you make a guy believe you get respect for him. So, well, there was another pay per view that happened this weekend too. If we want to run that down, or at least the two main important things. Nikki Ash and Big E are now Money in the oh, Bank money holders. In the bank. I yeah. forgot about Money in the Bank. Isn't it fucked up when the WWE pay-per-view is the least interesting thing that happened in wrestling in a week? I mean, That's yeah. pretty much every week is WWE <laughs> being the least interesting thing uh, I that think happened. that the, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view is extremely predictable, um, especially the main event. with uh, they, they gave that away. Seth Rollins, I got to do something. I got to do something. I got to do something. Obviously, you're going to come out in like the next ten minutes and ruin we, the fucking we, match. We've known for the last month that this is going to happen because nobody can keep their goddamn mouth shut. It's yeah. been speculated that at at SummerSlam we're getting Bobby Lashley against Brock Lesnar, so that's not happening. It's yeah. going to be Goldberg. Brock Lesnar's all elite, remember? And we're yeah, we, we did <laughs> we did see that the other day. But then you get you get uh, Roman and you get Roman and Cena. So you knew Edge isn't going to win, so Edge has to go up against somebody, so let's do Seth Rollins from, finish the story from, what is it, 2014, when he didn't fucking finish off Edge then? Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Fuck Edge. He should have stayed gone. Hey, man, the, it was the best match on the pay-per-view. I, I think that they ruined it with the double stacking. Yeah, that should have been it. I don't know if that should have been it, but they should have had him go to Raw and wrestle AJ Styles or Finn Balor, somebody that ain't got the title, not just walk in like, hey, I'm the number one. Edge's return has been a failed experience. Because I didn't get my match from WrestleMania or from Royal Rumble. You know, and it was like Adam Pearce came out and like nervously was like, uh, sure, you're the number one contender and then stared. That's what Adam Pierce does. And then All you have to it do was is, like nothing we, happened. We could come to the ring and be like, "Hey, we're going to be the new number one contender," and he'll come out and be like, "All right, done." But, but uh, dude, just, they need to get him out of there. He's no good for TV or nothing. Well, he's, he's not a GM though. Terrible. You kind of him and what's her name are like so, co GM. He'll, Sonya, he'll Sonya tell you Deville. that. He'll tell you that he's not the GM. Like the GM heel authority figure is not a thing of the past. That's not well, why the fuck are they the ones coming out and making all the decisions for everyone? I don't know because they're saying. the fucking GMs. Just they're not saying that anymore. 
Right, they're trying to get rid of Because that's Vince McMahon putting out his fucking list of words you can't say, and GM's one of them. So, so <laughs> Clint, like, can't say hospital. So Clint's picks from last week, he picked both uh, Big E and Nikki Ash to win the Money in the Banks. Which well, I actually Ash? I actually picked Johnny Drip Drip, but I said storyline-wise it makes more sense for... Hey, I'm so happy Big E. I mean, yeah, I picked Nikki Money Ash. in the Bank ain't nothing to expire to. I, thought, I felt like the only person who made sense to win the... The title was Nikki Ash because they've had her on this hurricane weird run. She's been doing all the interviews and the press junkets, calling the radio stations and doing the bump and all the other bullshit. Of course, people are acting like Big E, like Big E winning is his opportunity to be on the fucking main event or whatever. But like nobody ever fucking the main like Which the money the, in the bank matches. Also, you also have to remember like just to just to prove this point, NXT champion. Who, B? Yeah, he was yep. the NXT champion. He'd be a perfect NXT champion. He was he, the NXT he was, champion. Yeah, no. He's one of the guys that's... Before he came up and was CM Punk's body. He's one of the guys ten, that's ten actually years ago. going Big Ernesto. Yeah, yeah, it took him about 10 years right. to get to the top. That's yeah. when we should be speculating, not when fucking Carry On Cross gets fucking fucked up and be upset because he got squashed by Jeff Hardy. Oh, I don't care if he's upset or not. I'm not a Carry On Cross fan. I just think it's dumb the way they write for their, for their wrestlers. That's all. I mean, they did the same shit to Big E for a decade. Which the only... I would say a decade, but at least five out of them, ten years. Which, which the only other things that actually happened to Money in the Bank, John Cena came back at the end. My son Mark Rhea, Rhea, that. Yeah, I thought he had Rhea, knee-high socks on. Rhea Ripley lost the title to Charlotte, and then the Usos beat the Mysterios. That in, in that was pre- that was pre-show, right? Yeah, but that's that's pretty much what happened to Money in the Bank on Sunday. My, my son made me a John Cena fan a little bit that night. Yeah, and then like, you just sat here and talked shit about him a minute ago. I, so. I, I hate him for a lifetime, but my son... His music hits, and he doesn't—he doesn't know what's going on with wrestling. He's only five years old, or whatever. Right? He don't even know John Cena retired. He tried to argue with me about it. Yeah, Clint made him cry. We're, we're coming home. I from said, yeah, lunch you can't see day. him because he ain't here. You don't wrestle no more. He don't wrestle no more. Yes, he does. <laughs> and they argued for like ten minutes, and then like the rest of the ten minute drive in, he's just bawling because. <laughs> I said, "Why do you think you can't see John Cena? Because you don't wrestle no more. Because you can't see me." <laughs> He got upset, but about he heard his music. And then, he was, and then, and then you have, heard. and then you have Roman Reigns going, "I don't need to see it because you're not worth seeing." <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I imagine Finn Balor and him wrestle on the SmackDown. Finn Balor and Roman Reigns is gonna be the shit. It ain't gonna be at SummerSlam though. Is that the next is SummerSlam? The next pay per view? They don't got one mm-hmm. bullshit one in between or nothing. There's a takeover, but which uh, t- no takeovers after SummerSlam? They're doing they're flip flopping nights. I thought SummerSlam was, was Saturday. Oh, I thought it was a week. And takeover before. is Sunday. I what thought, I thought, yep. yeah, it's weird, doesn't it? I heard, I heard rumors about them moving pay per views. I think Saturday it's because nights, it's in Las I don't, Vegas. I don't like that. That Sunday plus they, they've well, seen they've seen the success that AEW's had by having pay per views on Saturday, on Saturday nights. It's but the reason that AEW has moved pay per views to Saturday nights, they only do it with two of them, All Out and Double or Nothing, are both on holiday weekends. So if you put them on Saturday nights, people are still off work, don't have to go or People can still get up the next day and do their holiday stuff, not have to worry about all that crap. Also, SummerSlam's uh, in Vegas. Yeah, that's yeah. never been a good idea. All, like, also, they're doing which that. actually Bound for Glory. If you paid attention during Slammiversary, is also going to be in Vegas. Vegas has never been a wrestling town. They're also doing SummerSlam from the Raiders Stadium, yeah. so that could be a reason why they're doing it on Saturday because being that close to um, football s- season starting, they might need the stadium for practice or pre, pre, whatever preseason. Yeah. Right, so they might Sunday might not be an option for WWE. <laughs> for SummerSlam, but they want to do it in Vegas so bad that Saturday might be the only night that they're 
they're able to do that. So that could, you know, could be potentially a reason why. Other than going to get drunk and gamble, there's no fucking reason to be in Vegas. Right. Um, that, Nobody goes to Vegas to right. watch a wrestling show. Right. And the people that live in Vegas all work in the service industry, and they, and they work Saturday. Right, right. and they want to make money on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you hit you hit your, uh, I'm going to get fired by Tony Khan or somebody, but you go to Vegas and you hit your money on the machine, and a well, little Chinese lady walks over to you and goes, I need ID. <laughs> it's either Nick so, Khan or uh, Tony Khan, so one or, one or the other is going to fire you. <laughs> yeah, I don't work for either one of them. The cons are running wrestling. <laughs> so... Are they related? No. I don't think so. I think they just have the same last name. No. I yeah. know uh, Tony Khan cut a good promo saying there's only riff, no, enough room for one con yeah, in wrestling. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the real con or whatever. <laughs> Shit was funny. He had the hat on, sunglasses. He looked goofy. Yeah, he's a little nerdy I wish he'd stay off TV. He was, it was an internet thing. It wasn't even oh, on TV. He should not do interviews either. Which was al- a, like a Twitter Which also live, how we a already, Facebook Live. I don't know. He's being funny. Which also how we already have the Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank. Win on Saturday night or Sunday night. We already had a cash in on Monday night raw. Yeah. Nikki Ash is the new raw women's champion. Uh there was a rematch between Charlotte and Rhea. Charlotte gets disqualified. Rhea gets pissed off and fucking gives her the riptide. And then and then uh Nikki runs down to the ring, gives the briefcase, splashes her off the top rope. One, two, three, new champ. And it was just a regular splash off the top rope, too, by the way. Yeah. But it's I, a need super complain, splash. I need to complain about the last 10 years of fucking cash-ins, though. Why is it every time there's a cash-in? I mean, it is the only thing that happens. They cash it in. They pin them. It's Not, the thing or whatever. But it takes for fucking ever. Like, uh, who can't just hit it quick? Like, you, hey, referee, here. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. They are cashing in. Because Vince, we need, Vince we McMahon a, we need and a slick. There's the thing. Vince McMahon and his goddamn entertainment drama bullshit, but it ain't a wrestling show. It's an entertainment you show. When you go figure once, it out, every once in a while, you could throw. If one it was in NXT, it would happen real fast. But it ain't right. NXT. It's yeah, Monday they, Night Raw. Shoot the bed, really right? With it. So every just, time, honestly, I'm just saying one. I'm just saying one. I just want one. That never happened. I'm really surprised that uh, he did get one right when uh when Seth Rollins came no, out. No, dude, right? it took for fucking ever too. He's... He came out, cashed in, hit <laughs> hit, hit uh, Brock Lesnar with the fucking the the WrestleMania stomp, the curb stomp, right? The curb yeah. stomp. and then it took him. for fucking ever. Lesnar really hit his head off the mat, and he had that big ass red mark on his head the next night on Raw. It was like a forty-five second ordeal. Nah. A lot of people misremember it and shit, which, but it was. Speaking of the uh, sports the ref over there, the ref got to get the fucking thing over there. The first there. one was pretty quick too. Edge came out, cashed Edges in, was quick. Hit uh, John Cena with the spear pretty quick. It was like right after the elimination chamber. That was, that that's the only one the I've chamber. seen that was quick. Boom, boom! It was done pretty fast. And that's and probably that was, because what, they were running out. Fifteen years ago, they were running out of pay-per-view time. Yeah, get it done quick, boys. Which uh, was quick off subject. Uh, it's sports entertainment. Why did we get WWE or from WWF to WWE? If, if it's sports entertainment, why isn't it the WSE? World <laughs> Sports Entertainment. Uh, we're, we're going hypothetical now. Vince McMahon, don't he? I don't know. That's a good question. Because why are you going to put the word wrestling in it? Because he gets pissed if you call them wrestlers. Uh, you'd have to ask Vince McMahon. He doesn't even that. call it. So he rebranded it 10 years ago. WWE doesn't even stand for World Wrestling Entertainment anymore. It's kind of like KFC doesn't stand for K- K- Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore either. It's just a brand. It's uh they they rebranded it to WWE and it means nothing so that they could get the name wrestling out of it. Same same with KFC. Yeah, but we're we're thirty something years old. I hate to say it, it's still the World Wrestling Federation or the <laughs> World Wrestling Entertainment. At least they don't bleep it out anymore on the network, like Peacock and the network. When you first got the network, yeah, they had blurbs over everything that, that said WWF it, and it, they bleeped it, it is, out whenever. It is good now that the fans are back and when you're listening to the commentators and you can tell that they fuck up. 
and they call a word that they're not supposed to, and then they like try to instantly correct themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what I said. And that's where we're gonna find out who the boys and the men are now that they're back on the road and they're live and can't fix nothing. You know, you botch it, you botch it. The crowd's gonna let you know. You gotta go to the uh, local. Uh, was a local that, that's health another, facility. That's another yeah. reason why I think that Medical you know uh, people like Keith Lee had a problem getting over is they got they came to the main roster in the pandemic and didn't have a crowd to work with, or people who right. always had a crowd to work with right. didn't have one to work with. So now that he's got a crowd to work with, it might be different. If he gets that chance, timing's everything. I think he will. If they had him come out in the main event, even though he lost, I think he's there's got, a story I behind that though. Like it. he came out on Twitter a bunch of times. Is like I can't tell you what's going on right now. Someday I will. Oh. Don't mean to get get you to jump into your thing, but uh, today dude, news dude, broke. This this show is all about jumping around. So <laughs> I, yeah, now. I just didn't mean to cut him off. But today news broke that Randy Orton is on the injured inactive yeah, list for yeah, WWE, but they're not saying what happened to him or why. He's so injured. so we're not gonna get the guy. We're not gonna we're not gonna get the RK bro fucking WWE champion tag championship unless he shows up right at SummerSlam. But I would say that Matt Riddle's on a singles run again now at this point. Using all Randy Orton's moves. If anything, Randy Orton shows up and he beats up Matt Riddle for stealing his moves. Matt I Riddle would say, should have a match with our truth for the twenty four seven championship. I would say the RK Bro angle's dead at in, this point. In the, uh, no, dude, he's going the, up stars on the rise, bro. At the, at Money in the Bank during that match, he fucking hit like three or four RKOs if you didn't notice. He, he hit the one that was the best was when uh, he hit dude jumped off the ladder, he caught him off the ladder. That was a really good one. But um, no, man, he's he's getting over like Rover, unfortunately, whether you no, like it or not. No, bro, he's not. Like, <laughs> and this then ain't he had, a serious jackson. And then he had, uh, a he, had John, he had John Cena. That's your opinion. Bro. Yeah. Now, bro. Like you, you can't, and they came out and had the bro off at the beginning of Raw. Yeah, dude, and the crowd was it's going wild. It's the same reason you don't think Big E can be over. It's comedy bullshit. Uh, Big E is over, buddy. Yeah, I'd big. say one in the Money in the Bank ladder match automatically means you're going to become champion unless you're no, the Miz. It, yeah, no, uh, it he's the only person who's ever lost that I know. He's, he's going to be the But none second. of them have done jack shit, though, after that, except for Seth Rollins. They all lose it quick as fuck. It's a curse more than it is anything. Either way, though, Big E will be the second member of the New Day to hold the WWE Championship or Universal Championship. If he even holds the fucking suitcase that long. If they do it smart, they let Kofi win it, and then Big E cashes in on Kofi, and you have a really good rivalry you can pull out of that. They're going to put them back together after the draft. You know that's going to happen. That's sad, yeah. But what they should do is have Kofi win it, be out there and Biggie, New Day gets fucking monster fucking heel just well, kill him New, New Day gets back together you know it's all good and all good spirits they're having fun and then Kofi wins the title and then they're out there and they do they do pull the whole evolution angle where they're out right. there you know celebrating like with Randy Orton and then Head he gives the them the thumbs down behind. and then sure. Woods he don't know what's going on the whole time you know he's he's so befuddled by the whole situation that he can't even react and then he sees Kofi lose and then Big E Goes up to Woods like, yeah, we're in it now. Da da da. Him, he, you know, da, da, and then Woods has got to decide who he wants, whose side he wants to be on, because he's always been a lackey, and he always will be. <laughs> As he's the least no, or not least known. He has other jobs. Least decorated. Yeah, yeah he's, least decorated. I would he's, say he's uh, the least popular member of the most, New Day. He's kind of the most entertaining though. Quit wearing them ugly ass elf shoes after he tore that Achilles too, didn't he? I love those elf shoes. Yeah, well, some iron cheek shoes made his Achilles get torn. Which, which, uh. Unfortunately, the fucking they moved the draft back to like October. Yeah, they don't. So need now to, we're not going to get to have that fun at the end of this month. They we just were, need to quit with the draft we, and just have could, them all intersect. Well, no, it's gonna show. be it's gonna be fun for us because you could pick SmackDown or Raw. You could pick SmackDown or Raw. I'll just pick NXT or whatever, and we get to have our own fucking draft. It'll be a fun show. 
<laughs> well, I, I'm all right with that. Like uh, we exper- so when we started our other podcast, we'll have to get a we board. experimented. We'll have to get a board so we can mark off our, wrestlers uh, that we. We had a uh, alt or uh, we drafted a faction, and of all time wrestlers always or whatever. It was yeah. pretty fun. You had to get your but own wrestling I'm, faction I'm, and had I'm to totally have a manager. With, uh, and we had to have four wrestlers, a manager. Pick Vince McMahon is his manager. A manager, and then you had to have a name for the faction. Well, then, all right. We do that for next week. We, <laughs> he says this motherfucker fits McMahon as his manager. All, 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 all. <laughs> so we got to pick four guys and a manager next week. You have to have, are, we, are we talking yeah. about current roster, though? You have to have a name for your group as well. Current roster in WWE. What? Current what? roster in WWE. Or any wrestling company. Let's just go all time any ro- any roster. So like I could pick someone from WCW ninety nine if I wanted to. Yep. And they're the age that they were, and I picked them not the age they are now. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, okay. I think I think we should do current ro- current active wrestlers from any company. Right now. Only because I already know you're fucking. I'm dude. just gonna pick and everybody from the Bullet team. Club and call it the Bullet Club. <laughs> 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 well, you'll, you'll, you'll be killed by my team now. I doubt it. You're just gonna go with the big ego squad, like I told you. You should have called him on the other <laughs> one. He picked everyone that was like dudes who would not get along at all in the faction. There's no way, like every single one of them was a motherfucking title grubber, and it was like there's no way one dude in that they would have all been constantly like one that when one of them came to the ring, they would have all had to have their hold so, the belt at the same time so as they walked to the so ring. So you're gonna put like fucking Randy Orton, Ric Flair, Hogan on the same was, team, I and expect Shawn Michaels, Bret well, Hart and no, and not not expect them to not fight over the same belt. <laughs> yeah, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, and Undertaker. Undertaker. It was all dudes who had extremely big. Well, maybe not Undertaker, but the, he's the only one who would take a fall. Undertaker. So but the rest so, of them. So do we, do we have to have a leader and an enforcer and a tag team? That's how we that's, set. I it mean, up. that's 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 how I set mine up. That's, that's how so, every good fucking so we'll, faction should be. And then so, Alex, so it's got to be based me, and then Dick so it's got to be based off of like the four horsemen. Uh, I mean, not necessarily, got, but the way well, no. I think of a group is like NWO had the Outsiders and Hulk Hogan, DX had the New Age Outlaws and Triple H and Shawn Michaels and X Pac. You know what I mean? There's always, always a tag four. team. There's always a no. That was just the. Example I was using is you had Ric Flair, then you had the Brain Busters, and then, and, yeah. And then, you know the Nation had Farouk, but then they had D'Lo and Kama. To me, you have yeah, your faction can get all the titles. So you got your Intercontinental, your Heavyweight, and your fucking tags like that. And like I said, you got four guys, a manager, and a name, and a manager. Yeah. Off the current any roster, any current roster. Any current roster. That's fun. We'll, uh, it'll be interesting next yeah, that'll week. Be a good time. Instead of doing a top 10 list, we'll do that. I'm all right with that. Because we do have a top 10 list for today, but we're, we still got we're a few more. Are we going to do a draft style? Or are we just going to come and I can just come and, pre- come and yeah. prepare? Just be prepared. If someone has the same wrestler, it just is what it is. Last time we did a draft style where we had to draft the guys and then who else, whoever you picked, then one round at a time. Like unless you picked like ninety nine. That was like an hour and a half show. Yeah, but if you picked a rock, then you had to pick like what year the rock you wanted to have. Like you could have rock from like ninety eight or rock from two thousand. You couldn't have the rock from ninety eight and then the rock from two thousand one. Also, it's like I'm going rock nineteen eighty five. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Back when he was watching his dad. (laughs) So, but yeah, that's that sounds like a plan to me. Sounds like my faction is going to be the best one. We did. Gonna... We did have a couple other uh, debuts this week in wrestling. If you guys paid attention, Ooh. yes, I wasn't. 
Chavo Guerrero is now oh, officially yeah. part of AEW. He's a part of Andrade El Idolo's new faction, whatever it may I'm be okay. called. I'm okay with that. The uh, the uh, I I don't know. He comes out dressed I wasn't like the an Blast Andrade Black Mask. fan in WWE, but I am in AEW. I just don't Chavo like his current manager. wrestling gear. Yeah, but I do yeah, like the Andrade. Pen, the pinstripe suit. Yeah, it's weird. Which I get it. He looks like is, the Black Mask, but don't wrestle in that. Are the Death Triangle going to stay together, or no. are the Lucha Bros going to turn on Pack? I, I think they turn on Pack, and I think Pack gets a, a a face run. I don't think Pentagon, right? Is that his name? Pentagon and uh, Pentel, Sarah, and, uh, Penta. Ray Phoenix. He is the breakout star of the whole group. Well, and actually, he, he kept all... reassuring Pac that, "Hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna stab you in the back." And I feel like that's the ultimate. Hey, we're gonna end up stabbing you in the back. Fucking Which, people do that shit. I I prefer Ray Phoenix over Pentagon. I yeah. like Ray Phoenix a lot myself too, but I like Pentagon. He's my guy. Well, we can't call him Pentagon. He's in America, so it has to be Penta El Cerro. Ray Phoenix is the shit, though. That's why he's, he had, he had cha- all, I mean, he had to change his name because Pentagon Junior or whatever is trademarked yeah. for AAA. Ray Phoenix is probably who Ray Mysterio's son should be right now, and he's not. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ray Mysterio cared about his son at all. He'd had him out there at 15 wrestling some mud show someplace, like his dad did to him. Well, privileged no, children. Well, that's how you learn. Privileged children look like Seth Rollins. <laughs> I don't disagree. But no uh, one can, because he does. <laughs> if he had long hair, he'd be a fucking copy of Seth Rollins. <laughs> hey, if at least one of the things I would like, if the Lucha Bros do end up with uh, Andrade and Chavo. Maybe we won't get that other little Alex motherfucker anymore. That's Penta oh, says. Yeah, that I'm like, annoying. I'm like, that guy needs to go the fuck away. Yeah, go. he's he needs it's to like, go back to like, announcing. Yeah, go back to the announce desk, and you'll be all right. He reminds me of the uh, the white rappers used to come out with the nation back, and they were just extremely annoying, dancing around so in people's the, faces all the, the time. He's the hype man. Yeah, basically, he's Penta's hype man who that he doesn't need. Yeah, Penta yeah. on like a Taz thing when he had a uh, dude with the whistle. <laughs> I can't. I always forget his name because he's not uh, important. Uh, Bill, Bill Alfonso. Bill Alfonso. Yeah, he's yeah, Bill Alfonso. Actually, if we got Penta and Kenny Omega for the title and Penta won, you know how big of a pop that would be. Oh, it, I mean, he was the Impact champ at one point, right? Or was I, it TNA I, when he? I won? would pop at that. I like Penta a lot, a, man. A, so. The AEW crowd would probably explode if Penta became the champ. Oh, dude, it'd be interesting. It's just that he don't speak English, and I don't think they'll do that. They usually don't. Yeah, so you got Chavito. You don't have to fucking speak Chavito English. Chavito speaks English, but he ain't with. He ain't with him. He's in the Death Triangle. Chavo's with fucking Andrade. I thought they were all together, right? No, no, no. no He's, they're trying to recruit. No. Andrade came out and called the Death Triangle out, and he recruited Penta. And Ray Phoenix. and Ray Phoenix, but, but not Pac, Pac well. because he's not Mexican. And then also, uh, Chavo goes. He said, "Pac, let me speak to you in uh, in in English." He goes because you don't speak two languages or some shit like that. And then he's like, "But that's not a dig, though." Obviously, it was a dig because he's only trying to recruit the Mexican I, guys, not the British. I feel guy. like this is going to be Chavo's best work ever. Uh, maybe, or he'll be like Pepe and ruin it. <laughs> As long as they don't let him talk too much, it should be fine. But the the he, thing is, Andrade he, he did doesn't get speak a, very good English. He did so. get a pretty good pop when he came out, though. Yeah, but after three weeks, it might go away. Um, Probably. But as long as he doesn't get too too much mic time, I, I think. Chavo I really will. like how AEW is using the legends. Like that's how WWE should have used these legends. They should be along. using them now like that, and right. they would probably have they a lot. For the last then 10 years, then someone like Keith Lee probably would transition better on a right. main roster. But Vince don't believe in that. And then shit. you and then you travel with them and fucking sit under the learning. Instead, they have them play poker on Raw, and then have fucking. Randy Orton take them all out with a fucking when yeah. he turns the lights off yeah, and make turn them all the lights off bad. and put on the old, good yeah, old night vision goggles. That was the weirdest shit I ever seen. Also, um, 
the uh, Big Show had his first did his announcing or whatever, right? And um, like the ratings were extremely poor for the show that he announced on. Which, but like no one wants to. I don't feel like I don't want to hear what uh, Big Show has to say. I want to see him in the ring. Honest, That's just me. But the ratings on, for AEW well, is just one point one eight million. And uh, honestly, I'm not looking million. forward to hearing the Big Show or Mark Henry. Uh, no, Mark's, they were, they Mark's a little different because he's on the radio WWE. a lot, but Big Show for me is just like he never the was a the talker. Day, the, really. day that, mean, the days that Mark Henry is on Busted Open are my least favorite. I like it when he's on there myself, but I don't like that he I, called. I prefer, I prefer Bully and Tommy. He One thing I don't like is he called out the crowd and he's like, give me suggestions because I'll say them. I was like, don't do that. Don't ever do that as an announcer. Don't ask the crowd to tell you to say something, yeah. and then you say you'll say Poop it. dick. Yeah, something dumb, <laughs> something dumb. Most of the stuff Mark Henry talks about is food and shit, but I like it. I like sometimes listening to him on the radio is good, sometimes it's not. Now that he's then, not waving the WWE flag hardcore, he's a lot better, a lot better. The thing is, uh, one of the other days, too, that he's I'm not a big Mark fan Henry. of is he's with Ryan McKinnell. Yeah, he's woke Mark Henry now instead of just Mark Henry. Woke Mark Henry. Yeah, because now that he's been outside of WWE and he's seen something – like he only had wrestled in WWE, no place else. He's never he been had to the another best company. Contract of the Attitude Era ever. He signed like a fifteen-year fucking deal. And, and as soon as he yeah. left that company, and now that he's with AEW, and his brain has slowly been untuned to the machine, he's a completely different person when he talks on the radio now about the the how the difference, uh, how how better it is. And he's like, I don't understand why. You know, WWE's done this and that for so many years to to end up burying a guy after all this and blah blah. blah you know, and it's like. You can finally see that he's finally seeing the other side of what a wrestling company looks like that doesn't just do one way, and that's the only way you do it. It's it's just really interesting. He's like a little kid, almost. And to me, it's really interesting to see how excited that some dude is about a whole other wrestling company. It's like, yeah, it's cool. It's another wrestling company. It's something new. But he's like, like I said, little eight-year-old back in elementary school Christmas morning fucking can't keep my fucking feet still about it like he's like oh my god and like it was like that's cool I might, might translate to it's like when you heard Jericho talk about position. coming to WWE for the first time he left WCW he's like there was all this black and white and then there was just this color and I had all these ideas and they were I was able to do this creatively and this and that and that's a big problem that WWE has right now is our creative is the only creative and nothing else and like AEW is letting guys work together like he was talking about earlier with the writers to be able to create this this shit that they've been yeah, they putting get, out. and some of it's good some of it's really bad they give them more some uh, of it's pretty good though I they give them they at least give them more minutes. input yeah i like the two dudes that come out and rap the one's very gay but uh the, the one other, he actually is gay yeah uh not the dude who raps but the other guy yeah uh, uh anthony bowens yeah he's he doesn't we wouldn't think he's gay but yeah he's big time gay um but uh, the dude's a good rapper. The other guy is. I feel like oh, he's... Max Caster? If I had to put him up against John Cena, I think Max Caster would, would probably put John Cena in the mud. Thing so is I'm talking he, about thing back is in he the is, day. He just has like that old school 80s rap battle where he just picks a dig and goes at you. Whatever, man. He's good at it. When he came out talking about the, kind of the... What was the, the first night we watched that pay-per-view... And was that when they did the exploding ring? Exploding ring. Uh, and he came out and he said... Uh, he said something about the hedge fund dude or whatever, and the mayor of, mayor of Florida was doing all that shit with COVID or whatever. Remember, he straight called him out, and we were all laughing our asses off. I I, all I remember is the fucking poof. The poof. <laughs> poof. <laughs> <laughs> that made me forget about the whole rest of the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Eddie Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> the, ba- the bad part is 
I have a pretty good memory, and I can't remember anything from that pay-per-view besides <laughs> that shit either. That's the first so. AEW pay-per-view I bought. That's why I can remember a lot of stuff from it. I still remember the first TNA pay-per-view I bought. Well, well, was the uh, the ECW one, their ECW uh, one-night stand. I can almost remember that whole thing. Yeah. Well, you have to remember if we keep recording on Saturday nights, I'll probably end up paying for a lot of your pay-per-views <laughs> now. <laughs> Every... Uh, Every one of like not every one of the guys from that ECW pay per view on the TNA show, but a lot of them, their names were just a little off because WWE owned a lot of their names. So oh, like right, Balls right, Mahoney right. couldn't be Balls Mahoney. It was like Testicles Mahoney, Testicles Malloy or some <laughs> shit. I ain't even joking, dude. It was like some really weird names for some of them, and they couldn't say Balls. So it was like Testicles, Testicles, Testicles. It was just really fucking goofy. We have another. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine it. it was. Okay. Testicles we, Maloney. We uh, we had another. Uh, debut on smackdown which you won't give a shit about but uh tony storm made her debut too yeah and, i'm uh, actually a really big tony storm fan but she has experience other than nxt she's been around the fucking world and she's in true fashion and in true fashion they made zelina vega loose to her because Zelina vega said what i support unions and then came back to wwe like she'll ever win a match she's the new brooklyn T- brawler tony as far storm's as got talent man i love i love she zelina first, vega she uh, she didn't win but she was in the last match of the first may young right Yes. Yeah. I love Zelina She's Vega. She's the second second ever NXT UK Women's Champion too. WWE knew what she, they were. She's the one that took down Rhea Ripley, so Rhea could go to NXT. WWE knew what they were doing when they re-signed Zelina Vega. They thought, you know, we're gonna catch, we're gonna keep her hemmed up for the next five years. Her and her husband are gonna end up getting divorced because as soon as they rehired her, they fired him. I guarantee that neither of them knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> and now she's a wrestler, not a manager, and she's they, gonna lose. They, every uh, match, she's a good dude. wrestler. They weren't smart enough anyway. to fucking realize that they never changed his non-compete clause either when they moved him to the main yeah, roster. That's the story so. they spun anyway, but I guarantee they thought, you know lady, what? I thought he's yeah, they're married. Yeah, Zelina Vega and Alistair Black. Well, oh, Alistair Black, yeah. Yeah. Malachi, Malachi Black, Black. Black, Tommy in, Tommy in, whatever you want to call, whatever him this we want to call him this week. Yeah, next week which, might uh, be Mister Potato Head. Which, <laughs> which speaking, of, head. speaking of him, and two, you're right. In two weeks, other than uh, him fucking spin kicking Cody. Twice, two weeks in a row he spin kicked him, right? Yeah, other than that, in two weeks at AEW Homecoming, because now we get a fifth fucking theme show from AEW. That's the thing to do. Uh, it's a wave of the future to theme your show. We That's... get we get Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black. Oh, boy. Snooze fast. Cody Rhodes is never over. I mean, he's definitely slowed he never down. Lets, he, he... Never, he never lets anybody go over either. No. And he was never over to get them over in the first place. The, he fucking shot his wad with a smashing of Triple H's chair that never should have fucking happened. He, come, I lost uh, all respect for him when he fucking had this beautiful thing that he could have fucking done and been a, 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 and actually done something. And he went the fucking dumbass route. The, the thing you don't do when you're in fucking second place is fucking talk about the first place fucking champion. And that's the first thing he did. Come out and smash fucking Triple H's fucking thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, he did. We're acknowledging that we suck. But we're not going to suck forever. <laughs> right. It's like, all uh, right, Stardust, get the fuck off the well, screen. What happened to Anthony Agogo? Has he done wrestling now that he lost uh, Cody on the pay-per-view? Or I haven't seen him since he lost to him? At the... uh, he's having issues with his eye again. The yeah, one that he bad. can't like actually see out I of very he, well. I think he's going to transition pretty well into a good. He put on a pretty good show that night. So that's I hope that's he... the reason that he isn't a boxer anymore. Cause he's he his eye, yeah, yeah, they kept saying that on the pay-per-view. You know what my eye. favorite thing about Slammiversary was? Motherfucking seeing Morrissey fucking healthy and doing what he loves. Shit, I forgot all about a, him being on. Yeah, the you are right. Best part of you are right. He was which, uh, him, him being able to put on a match without doing 
Some the, shit that would get him fired or being too wasted the, to perform. And then the fall, then the fallout from Slammiversary this week on this week's episode of Impact, we got Eddie Edwards and Morrissey mm-hmm. in a uh, parking lot brawl. And Morrissey lost. Now he ran away after. Uh, oh well, I mean he lost. If he ran away, he lost. Well, yeah, he well Eddie. You Ed- run, you lose. Eddie Edwards pulled out two kendo sticks and went to fucking town on him. Psh, kendo sticks ain't shit. You can fucking go to WWE and put your hand out and summon one. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's Rey Mysterio's yeah. special power. Oh, we got the old school Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. Stone Cold's about to come out. Hey, that's his least favorite version of Taker. That's it's my favorite. Version, it's my dude. favorite version. Of Taker's. This is least when they favorite. still used to actually break the glass when he came out. Watch this. this is awesome. Whenever his music gets back, when Stone Cold used to first come out, he'd come out mm. and they'd actually break glass when he. But dude, I loved he it. would leave glass in the ring. People started getting cut because he'd get it on his boots. That and was shit. sugar glass. I loved it in his uh, biography when they talked about how, well, Austin is one of the biggest wrestlers of all time, but uh, is the biggest. When, Wait a minute now. You're a Hulk Hogan fan. You realize what you just said? He made that's, the most money. That's why I just cut you off. I was like, or I cut myself off. I'm like, well, did you just say that? I can't believe you just admitted that Hulk to yourself. Hogan, Hulk Hogan made Vince a millionaire. Fucking Stone Cold made fucking Vince a billionaire. Yeah, he fucking The did. difference is Hulk Hogan sold more t-shirts. See, SummerSlam 98 right now sold to the rafters because of Steve Austin, not The Undertaker. Stone Look at all Cold, Look at it. Stone Ridiculous. Cold sold less t-shirts, but the price paint was higher. If you, if you adjusted Hulk Hogan's price for inflation, it'd be bigger. But the fact of the matter is, in black and white, Stone Cold put more butts every 12 inches and sold more merchandise than any person on the fucking planet and made that dollar amount higher. And I bet you right now, if he comes back to WWE next Monday... And fucking has a brand new T-shirt. It breaks the fucking whole entire yeah, internet store that night. Fucking. Yeah, Garen fucking did. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Going back to man. my story though about the biography in Austin, I loved it when they all the wrestlers that were on there talked about how they always try to one up each other and all that type stuff. But as soon as you heard that fucking glass break, it doesn't matter where you were, you stopped because you didn't know what the fuck Austin was about to do. Mm-hmm. After he got dropped on his head and got hurt, he became a little one dimensional. He became a brawler. But before that, when he actually got to wrestle in matches, man, those those well, that's were... like that's like last week's episode when we talked about what was a batch at the beach '94, him and uh, Ricky Steamboat yeah, for the yeah. U.S. That was an awesome match. It just you know had you know, and, and that's what we get to speculating, you know, and we've talked about it before. Had had he not got dropped on his head, his career would have probably been about five years longer, and just the greatness. Imagine the greatness. But Chevy, was it in the biography that? Uh, uh, he talked about he trusted Owen Hart because he was at heart with that pile driver where he's like, yeah. so you fall on your knees. He's like, no, I do it on my butt. He's like, well, he was a heart, so I just trusted him. <laughs> so, I mean, because. Well, he, Owen was always ribbing people, too. And that's, I think, bats, I think, I don't know where they're Take coming from. Take out your trash, dog. I don't have trash in the house. That's the thing. <laughs> keep, the trash, we'll keep the trash out on the porch. I don't know where these gnats are coming from. We don't have or, or, <laughs> I'm just, or I'm just fucking hallucinating one well, of the two. We don't have open food containers and things like that sitting around. Sorry, unless they came in today when everybody was coming in and out. Like I don't know how the fuck they got in here. Not put deodorant on. I clean my clothes and stuff. So <laughs> it's, my house is clean. We didn't say it wasn't. I'm just like fucking <laughs> mad, man. It's the dead body I got hiding back there in my bedroom. Sorry. Oh. Well, it is. Behind <laughs> he says me. it is behind me, isn't it? I, right. Anybody ever been in that room? Just me <laughs> and the dead body. <laughs> just kidding, but seriously, just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! It's because my lizard skin. I should. Uh, 
Do we want to? <laughs> 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 All right. If you, if you, 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 you got to listen to that. Yeah, okay. Podcast, yeah, you have to. <laughs> Clint is a lizard person. This motherfucker yeah, yeah. looked at me check serious out, as shit, uh, dude. Oh you you got to go check out the uh, Rad Nerd Dad podcast. There's a whole episode about the conspiracy <laughs> of lizard people. So, so you will get it if you go li- take a listen. He looked at me so serious, dude. Is, is that Clint Colvis is your neighborhood lizard person. <laughs> he looked at me so serious. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, he's could be telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, I keep all my skins. <laughs> do, <laughs> do, do we want to talk about Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe? Or? Oh, he's my lizard person brother, yeah. I feel like that's probably the most interesting thing that's ever happened to carry on cross. Samoa Joe? Yeah. I think he ends up being scared to wrestle Samoa Joe and just drops the title and runs away. Samoa Joe, honestly, like I, that whole story of him getting injured and everything so weird. He should have been a fucking champion, but he's in on the main roster. But it's, Vince McMahon didn't like his physique. No, he got hurt, man. He was on oh, a fucking yeah, run. He went through the table in the commercial. He was on a run, man. Well, the preview that i never seen of him going through a table. Some Supposedly, I did some commercial, commercial, yeah. and he went through a table. I have you, I've never seen this it, commercial. Before that, he broke his thumb and shit. Yeah, no, but did you ever see this preview? That they, no. He's, well, he probably didn't fucking film it because he got a concussion. Nah, why wouldn't they just pick somebody else? Like, you know, uh, Samoa Joe got a, a, a concussion. We need you to come through a table for us. But they made him go Maybe through the table. Did. I read about that. They made him go through, a, like, eight different tables that day. Because they couldn't get the shot right. That's probably why you don't hear about it too much. Right, and that's why he got a concussion because his head went through eight tables, not one. <laughs> well, if they once they get the storyline done with Cross and Samoa Joe, let's just get rid of Byron Saxton, and we can just put Samoa Joe back on that table with uh, Corey nah, Graves. Do you think Byron Saxton? Do, do you think Samoa Joe's really? I, I mean, uh, I he's got a match with Karrion Cross, and it's going to be fucking badass. It's Samoa Joe. What is Karrion? it a match though, or they're just kind of teasing that it could be? It's just teasing. Yeah. Uh, it's not actually happening. He's still the um, Samoa Joe the came authority, out the authority figure yeah. or whatever. What was it? Two, was it two weeks ago when uh, Cross and Johnny had their match? Just about yeah. It yeah, en- yeah. It it ended with Cross choking out Joe, and then this week's episode, Joe comes out in the very beginning, calls out Cross. Regal comes out. It's like, you can't fucking do this. You know the rules. And he's like, I was provoked. He's like, well, Cross isn't even here. He won't be here until later. He's like, but tell me that it won't end violently. He's like, yeah, I can't tell you that. So then at the end of the show, after Zia Lee and fucking Raquel Gonzalez is kind of bullshit fucking women's match for the title. Like, why did Zia Lee get a fucking title shot? She's nothing on NXT besides the one that knocked out Mercedes Martinez. That's why. Uh, supposed to be Mercedes Martinez. Joe Joe goes right past Raquel, goes to the ring. He's like TikTok champ or whatever. Get out here, and then TikTok <laughs> champ. <laughs> and then uh, fucking the uh, goes to the screen and crosses in the parking lot with fucking William Regal laying at his feet. So Joe takes off and then Cross gets in his fucking car and drives off as Joe, Joe shows up. That's how the show ended. They're gonna do it like he's scared of Joe and Joe's gonna win the title from him. He ain't gonna just. You think? Yeah. Joe's going to be your NXT Which champ. And then it's going to go from. He would be. Joe would be the first three time ever. Champ. And then Joe will go from that. It's sad that he had to go back down to NXT, I guess. But. Well, Triple H wanted him back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, he's the one that hired him back, right? Yeah, after, yeah he went and re recruited After he got him. fired or whatever. Because if not, I get. Joe would probably been all elite by now. If not, maybe he might have showed up at Slammiversary. If not, maybe. Yeah, his, his non compete would have been up. Or Slammiversary. Or you'd have been talking about Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, AEW. There are three people that aren't necessarily... One of them has been over. Two of them have been so fucking close. 
and I I will watch anything with Samoa Joe. I will watch anything with Christopher Daniels. I'll watch anything with AJ Styles because all my years of watching wrestling, their fucking series of triple threat matches in oh TNA God, yeah. is and, the and best wrestling I've ever seen in my life. Christopher and Daniels. And then unfortunately, we haven't seen Christopher Daniels yeah, since MIA, yeah. since the uh, Young Bucks ended. He SCU. might actually be retired. He's really man, he's, he's like old. old. Man. He's like yeah, he was 50s. supposed to. Yeah, he's older than Jericho. Yeah. He's he's, he was supposed to be the fucking higher power in yeah. WWE. Back if in you the watch, day. there's he. I, on some of these old Monday Night Raws that are on the Peacock, it has Christopher Daniels on a few of them. He's more enhancement talent than anything, but right. he's on a few, few yeah, Raws. Well, the thing is, if you look at a lot of the young, younger talent wrestlers, like when you go on their pages and look at who trained them, Christopher Daniels is listed on a lot of them. Yeah. So. I got a lot of respect for him, dude. His Fallen Angel character in TNA. John, John Cena. It's OVW, Christopher Daniels, and there's a They're third. California. It's uh, uh, where Samoa Joe's and John Cena started off in the same fucking promotion in California. And Samoa Joe went the TNA route, and John Cena went the WWE route. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, I don't know, well, man. Samoa Joe and ROH, and then TNA, but right. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I got a lot of respect. I got a lot of respect for Samoa Joe. I'm really Dude, sad that actually, didn't actually, work out his, with his injury, his new T-shirt that he was wearing on this week's. Fucking, uh, oh, you got a new T-shirt? He's definitely oh. going in back into the ring then if he's got a new T-shirt. He's been wearing suits. Probably ordering it next week. It, What's it, the shirt? It, it has something like Night Night or whatever for his uh, choke out hold. <laughs> so, Dude, yeah, yeah he's getting was... back in. If they gave him a T-shirt, he... <laughs> 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 if they gave him a T-shirt, he's getting back in the ring. <laughs> yep. So that's probably what it really is backstage. But... Yeah, if they gave him a new tee, he's getting back in the ring. He's gonna he's gonna win the title, and carrying Cross be Raw bound or SmackDown wherever that he ends up after the draft, and Samoa Joe wrestles Adam Cole or Kyle O'Reilly or I don't know whoever is next on the list of NXT guys because Finn Balor went Pete, back to the main it's Pete roster. Dunn. They keep they keep fucking doing shit with Pete Dunne, and then Pete Dunne does, hasn't done shit. Pete Dunne and just Samoa Joe's gonna it. be an okay match, but I don't see Pete Dunne be a good physical match. But yeah. Pete Dunne ain't shit. Won't never be shit. I I just don't think that's the timings right for him to be winning the title, especially for Pete Dunne's biggest claim to fame is going to be that everybody stole his fucking wrestling style. Think, yeah, uh, I I think that he, maybe he did he or up until Walter though he was the longest UK champ for NXT. I think that eventually he might crack the top, but it ain't going to be against Samoa Joe. He might come into the main roster sometime. Yeah, he's, maybe he, he might. I'm pretty sure he's too little. Honestly, he's like Adam Cole. Well, that's what I mean. He'll come to the main roster and just not win a like, bunch. Like like Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Pete Dunne. Like I don't really ever see those guys leaving NXT. Jo- maybe jo- Adam. Johnny did already. Well, Adam Cole I'm saying would be the leaving only one. leaving now. I don't know why NXT wants these people that fell off the main roster. Like to me, that's yesterday's garbage. Uh, Adam, Goodbye, they, Johnny Gargano. A lot of the because, internet because, people like watch NXT well, so. Because Sean and Triple H are comfortable with these guys. That and a lot of the internet people are big on NXT, so you know they get the, a lot of the internet fans and people like that to tune in by stealing yeah, somebody from Raw or, or re-signing somebody like Samoa Joe. These internet idiots to how fucking wrestling is shot on TV. Well, I don't know. I used to watch NXT on the network because they had it on there the day after. Now it's not on there till a week after because Peacock doesn't give a shit. So I've not been able to watch one, NXT one like of the I worst used buyouts to, so. in history. Yeah, dude. Uh, the whole setup for Peacock Speak, is dumb. Speaking of that, during fucking Money in the Bank, literally everybody's Peacock fucking gave out right after the Women's yeah. Championship match. <laughs> during during yeah. the 
you have Dave Lagreca and all those guys on Twitter going. Anybody know what the fuck's going on with yeah. Peacock? I thought my you guys you guys talk shit about my router all the time. <laughs> I was like, man, I was so pissed. I was like, this router, and I said, there's nothing else on in the house except for except for Peacock. No, it wasn't. how is it not working? It wasn't your router this time. So the next day, though, I go to work and uh, Scott comes up to me. He goes, bullshit, what happened at the pay per view last night, right? And I was like, uh, sure. I said, I only seen like the last maybe thirty minutes. I said my router was fucked up and it wasn't working. He goes, no, no, no. It was all a Peacock. It happened everywhere. And I was like, oh, so my internet didn't suck last night. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, yeah, it happened everywhere. I was like, well, I had to go through a whole big old huge process of trying to restart everything and get everything to work or whatever. And I said, I got to see about the last 10 minutes of the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, and that was it. And he goes, yeah, that was everybody only got to see pretty much the last 10 minutes of it. Well, that kind of sucks, you know. But you can go back and rewatch it on replay and see it, I guess, if you really need to. But you don't. Yeah, you don't. You didn't <laughs> The last 10 much. minutes is all you really needed. They've done everything there is to do in Money in the Bank ladder matches. Right. To the point where they the, need to go back this, to this, instead of having a Money in the Bank pay per view, this year throwing they, it on as a random match at a Survivor at Series. This year is they made uh, this year they made Kevin Owens the Spot Monkey. He's been a Spot Monkey for <sighs> well, no, they really ma- they really made it to him this time. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did do all the fucking high spots in this one, didn't he? It's because he did the WrestleMania and, shit with the him sign. and uh, him and Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet did a really cool like. Everyone was outside, and he ran and jumped on the top rope and did like a fucking front flip to the outside and took everybody out. That was really cool. Here's a statement that'll surprise you. One of the the best uh, uh, evolutions of wrestling that I've ever seen was Will Ospreay and Ricochet, uh, their series of matches. I was a really big fucking fan of that, and I had very high hopes for Ricochet coming onto the. Dude, you can't fucking beat Will Ospreay. That guy is fucking amazing. He's de- he's like got depression and shit now though. Like he's he's not gonna ever be anything i don't think because he don't want to well that's because also the pandemic depressed a lot of people right right screwed up a lot of people's shit yeah, especially the wrestling shit right but well osprey was on a huge run right as soon as the pandemic hit and it fucked it for him so it probably right. did fuck with his head a lot you know you were about to become the next big breakout young indie superstar who probably would have been had people like AEW and roh and wwe and impact and everybody throwing as much money as Adam they could to try to get him to sign obviously you were just talking about Ricochet got signed. I feel like off the matches he had with Will Ospreay. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel like Will Ospreay. I think he turned the WWE down at that point. Like, I, I think yeah, he was in the crowd too. at one of their NXT shows uh, with Ricochet. Actually, they were both in the crowd, and then Ricochet signed, and he didn't. So, I'm assuming he got, that, has he got that heat with Big Van Vader, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will Ospreay and Big Vader talking shit on the internet. That shit was funny. <laughs> and like. I tend to agree most of the time with that, but that match, those series of matches that they had was oh a very well thought out. It's the only match I've seen with this spot monkey bullshit that added psychology and took it to the next level. Yep. And actually, if you've been following Will Ospreay in New Japan. Is he out? Because he, he just had to vacate the title. He, he became IWPG uh, World Heavyweight Championship. He beat uh, Kota Ibushi. Shit, probably five months ago, he has a legitimate neck issue, so he had to vacate the belt. I knew he was battling depression and shit, too. But uh, if you've watched him over the last few years, he he still does a lot of his high spots, but he's just grown as a wrestler even more. Like, he understands that we do this, so we do this to do this, and then we hit the big spot to do this, didn't it? And uh, actually, his girlfriend... Uh, just debuted in NXT UK a few weeks ago, hmm. and with him dropping that title, wouldn't be surprised if we. WWE? I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him there. Hmm. 
because he is back home in England right now. Yeah. I didn't realize he was English. <clears throat> he speaks English. But uh, based off those matches, I was a big Ricochet fan. And yeah, then he's, as soon as he's Paul the, Heyman left, they kind of poop-dicked. Yeah, well, it happens Ricochet. when Paul Heyman leaves. <laughs> yeah, no, he's the first ever British IWGP champion, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. And he's also the Rev Pro British heavyweight champion right now, too. Hmm. Number of things I don't know about. Which the IWGP heavyweight championship is defended tonight. Wrestling sometimes it's like boxing where a guy will have like 35 belts and it's like, where'd you win all those at? <laughs> where'd you get them from? Well, we can go into something you do know about. You guys ready for a top 10 list this week? Yeah. So we looked at... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for it. I'm ready to shit on it. Ready to shit on it. So we did the WWE greatest tag teams, I think our second episode... So we looked up uh, WWE's top 30 ECW wrestlers of all time, since we bring up ECW quite a bit. So we're going to do the top 10. So It's a very WWE version of the top 10. Well, oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, we, we need it's to a keep... Peacock version, it's a like. Peacock version. I don't even think WWE guys are picking anything. It's Peacock. I mean, honestly, shit. if you're looking at whole careers, I don't know. I, I, if you're looking at whole careers, the list ain't that terrible. So number ten, we have Terry Funk. It's already wrong. It's already wrong. Are you, uh, Dude, ECW's first big pay per view. Terry Funk was the one who fucking won, won the title the, at the end the of it. Champion. Broke, yes, broke any other thing broke, besides the NWA championship back in the day. Broke, Terry Funk's been on the undercard. Broke the pay per view. Dude. Terry Funk is in most people's top four wrestlers of all time. That, the, if you do it, that win was on Beyond the Mat. When he won yeah, that match, no, I mean, I'm a big Terry Funk fan. Uh, what the fuck, you? That that match also um, was a, which is the way I feel like the WWE needs to set up Roman Reigns. I was going to bring this up earlier, and we didn't get to it. When I told you we could have Roman Reigns, John Cena, and The Rock all in a match at one night, it could be too big for one night, you know, because WrestleMania is too big for one night. So they do the first pinfall on Saturday. The second pinfall on I Sunday. Think I, actually, I think so like WrestleMania goes back to one night yeah. this year. E- ECW's original forum for a three-way match was one guy gets pinned, he's out, and then it goes to a two-way match after that, and it's one-on-one after that. So that yeah, match, Terry Funk, you. Russell Raven, and uh, Terry Funk's an OG uh, of ECW, homeboy from BWO, uh, Stevie Richards. Yeah, and Stevie Richards was the first eliminated, and then it was Raven and. Uh, Terry, uh, Terry Funk, Funk after that, and it was an epic icon. match for him being like fucking 50, 51 when that match took place. And they broke the they broke the pay per view that night. Yeah. They fucking a bunch of shit. Like so many people tuned in to watch that or whatever that some kind of shit like exploded, and like the pay per view actually cut out like ten minutes earlier than it was supposed to because a bunch of shit like went down. So, I think Terry Funk should be top three ECW. I'm not going to say top three, but I agree. He should be, he should be top, top five. Top five. But okay, so it depends on how you're doing. He's definitely a legend. He's definitely on the Mount Rushmore of ECW if you're just talking ECW. Actually, if, if you talk to people about 10 years older than us, they're going to put Terry Funk on their all time. All time. Uh, I think Dory Funk Jr. probably did more. Also, you got to think about how many people that Terry Funk helped behind the scenes with their characters and how many people he might not have beat, but he wrestled and helped get them over or get them a name because he was also, Terry Funk. You also got to think about Terry Funk knowing that he's worth more elsewhere. So he went to Japan a lot. Right. He, he had like, the death matches with Mankind and what's not with Mick Foley. But I, if you're talking about career longevity you're talking about top draw and you're talking about pay-per-view sold out of all time terry terry funk ain't on the top of that list 
Well, I don't think anybody's at the top of a Rob pay-per-view Van. sold out for ECW all time. Rob Van Dam. I don't think ECW ever sold a pay-per-view WWE out. WWE champion. Right, but I don't think I'm saying I don't think ECW ever sold a pay-per-view out. Like I don't think they sold it to the Raptors every one time. I don't. I'm just saying that that as you're looking at a full career, like RVD oh. made more money than Terry Funk did. But yeah, because only because Terry Funk started in a time when wrestlers didn't make money. They, I mean, he was there around the whole fucking time for Hulkamania and shit. Uh, I he think, was in a C-class promotion fucking wrestling I, his brother in fucking Oklahoma or whatever I, the fuck he was I think doing. between the contracts he probably had with WCW, which were always fat, and everyone knows that, the movie career that Terry Funk had, and whatever money he made from WWF and probably NWA, New Japan here and there. All, all Japan. And he your whole family was families of wrestlers. He probably had enough money anyway that it wasn't. Well, he, a, had the, he had the ranch. He's not you know, doing well either. And, and also Terry Funk was, like I said, he's a maker of people more than he was a, yeah, you know, yeah. let me have him. I'll make him, you know. Your mom's a whore. Oh, well, not just that, but, you know, he he would, he would, he wanted to, you know, he, like if, on the ECW um a uh, documentary on Peacock. Uh, Paul Heyman talks about how Terry Funk would, oh, give me him. I can make him. Oh, give me oh, him. Yeah. I can help him with his character. You know, he was more of a, I know I'm not ever going to be like the fuck, the champion of your company, but I can guarantee I can help you make guys become the champion. And that's part of the reason why he won the championship that why, night. And that's also yeah. why I feel like he needs to be top three because there's not a lot of guys out there like that. I would, I would put him in my top five. He definitely don't deserve to be a 10 over some of these motherfuckers. No. So. Okay, we'll go to number nine. Also, remember, in this list, they pair tag teams together. So, number nine is Public Enemies. They shouldn't even be on, well, they shouldn't be on the list. I don't know if they shouldn't be on the list. I don't think they should be top ten. Though. All ten fucking Dudleys should be on the list before the, them. This is this is also... <laughs> the, the Dudleys uh, are in the top ten. This is also a tag team who WWE does not shy away from shitting on every time they get a chance, the Public Enemy. They always talk about how they well, let Farouk and Bradshaw beat the shit they out of them, and, and then they fired any, them. They were in WCW and flopped like a fucking bunch of idiots. Right, but I'm saying, anytime that they get a chance to shit on that tag team, even though both of those guys have passed away now, rest in peace to both of them. Because they're drug addicts. It doesn't but. matter. Uh, they put on pretty good shows for you to watch at a certain point in time in your life. In ECW, like, three times. doesn't matter. You still remember them wrestling. Yeah. So they had you. But like it, it's crazy for me to put them on a top ten list when you don't you take get every chance you can to shit on them, every chance oh, they yeah, get they shit on them. Oh yeah, And now we're gonna put them on our top, top ten, 10 though, and above the pit bulls. Like, fuck out of here. We'll just skip to number eight already. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to say and I think this one's absolute fucking bullshit. Number eight is Raven. Raven is top three. Raven's for sure top three. In top ECW. five. I would give him top five. ECW. Raven was a he was one of them guys that jumped as soon as he got a contract offered to him. He came back though when well, they were fucking failing, going under, and there was no, no way like, that he was. But be they able were to save getting it. bigger actually, all the way until the time until TNT fucking he left. TNN fucked him. He left because his checks were already fucking bouncing from Paul. Yeah, that's what right. he says anyway. But if WCW offered me a fuckload of money, I'd make Biggest up whatever feuds excuse of I could do. Ta- dude, Biggest ECW feuds of all time. The Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. Sandman and Tommy Dreamer and fucking Raven. Raven should be top five, right? (sighs) Top three, man. The only other fucking shit they had was Sabu versus fucking Rob Rob Van Dam. That was even Taz and Sabu. Uh, Benoit and Sabu had a good rivalry going to They were there for fucking like six months. It stopped it because Benoit broke fucking Sabu's neck. Yeah. He's fucking suplexed him and Sabu To me, you can't count Benoit, Jericho, Malenko, fucking any of those guys as ECW guys. They're barely fucking there for a cup of coffee. I'm talking about the top fucking 10 ECW motherfuckers. And Raven is 
almost number one on that fucking list. Like I said, he's top five for sure in my in my eyes. Raven was created in the ECW. It's all opinions of everybody here. Because what before that Obviously. we had what Scotty Johnny, Scotty Flamingo, Scotty, Johnny Polo. <laughs> but you know, since it's coming from WWE, it's supposed to be. That's my favorite story of Raven, though. It's supposed I, to be. You ever listen to Raven's key, podcast? Because it's coming from WWE. I just lost the left there. Me too. Yeah, we all just did. Oh, which I don't. I don't know what happened. Just keep going. They, We're good. Uh, the my favorite Raven fucking story is uh, uh, WWE when uh, everything when WCW bought everything out and everything. Uh, they he's walking down the hallways and sees Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon says, "Who the fuck hired Johnny Polo?" <laughs> <laughs> it came back on now. I can hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a pretty funny story. His uh, I I don't know, man. Uh, I like WCW Raven more than I do ECW Raven. Uh, Raven's Raven, flock was the shit. Raven didn't have a flock in ECW. He just yeah. had uh, Sandman's old lady and his kid and her kid. And I think he might have had one other person kind of every once in a while. But it was pretty much just Raven by himself. Yeah, Raven's flock like, was a shit. When he came to WCW, did the flock. He also had um, he had a tag team with. I guess it was just him and Saturn tag team for a while after. The well, they had the dress versus dress fucking match. Loser wears a dress forever, and then Saturn lost and decided he wanted to wear the fucking dress all the time. Then they started tag teaming both ways. Yeah, they said WCW got real ridiculous and didn't know what to do, so they started. And then that shit was good though. And then Eric Bischoff hit him with the if anybody that doesn't want to be here can just leave right now if they feel like it. And yeah, Raven, Raven was like, the fuck up. I'm like later. All right, well I quit then I suppose. And they're like, but why? We got you on some what of a run because <laughs> I'm Raven. That's why. Ugh. What, what Raven, the most Raven did was what win the U.S. title and WCW. Yeah, yeah I think they might have been Honestly, tag, uh, tag team champs. Maybe. Uh, well, he made hardcore wrestling in WCW, too. The Ravens rules shit. I mean, there would be no hardcore wrestling in oh, WCW yeah, without Raven yeah, rules. Well, not there wouldn't be. They, that's how they started bringing in. Right, uh, right. Instead of saying we're stealing from ECW, we're just going to call it Ravens rules. Yeah, Honestly, my favorite version of Raven is 2007 TNA uh, Raven. With his fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, uh, the clock house, clock, clockwork orange matches and shit, TNA. That shit was awesome. He had a match with CM Punk, clockwork orange match with oh, CM Punk. Oh, after he bleached his hair all blonde and looked yeah. all weird. And, yeah. That's when, uh, C- CM Punk was coming at him with, uh, you were on drugs and pissed away your contract right, right. and all that. And then uh, they had some good matches, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're having issues with the headphone amp. We'll Are you? We're still recording though, right? Oh yeah, we're still going on yeah. that. It's just still gonna sound all right. Yeah, we'll be fine. Audio. It'd be all right. You guys want to go to number seven? We got to if we're gonna complete the ten. Oh, we gotta complete the ten. I mean, look, <laughs> we don't have. How to, about but... number seven is the first ever ECW champion, Shane Douglas? That's bullshit. He's number 10 for me. Terry Funk's way ahead of Shane Douglas. Get the fuck out of here. Shane Douglas did exactly one cool thing in wrestling ever, and fucking that's him throwing down the NWA Throwing down the NWA ECW if Shane right? Douglas hadn't done that. It would, It was still ECW. It was not that, but he had some. Wrestling. Shane Douglas' best car- part of his career was ECW. Right. <laughs> Held multiple so titles. we're talking about fucking top tens of all time and shit and everything. He should like, be in at least the top five. He was cool for three months before ECW started drawing money. No, he was there for when, more than when three they months. Were, when they were still Eastern, Eastern Championship, Championship Wrestling. wrestling. His he biggest went, run he ever. Went, no, he went back and was the champ for like over a year No, almost. he came to fucking WCW and was the franchise. No. They got fat. That he went back he to ECW because he was there. He had a big ass ponytail and looked ridiculous because he had short franchise hair in the front and a giant ponytail in the back. 
was ECW champ, and him and Tommy Dreamer feuded for like a little over a year. Him, Tommy Dreamer, Raven, uh, back and forth, and then that's whenever uh, Tommy got with um, Beulah McGillicuddy, and then um, Beulah was cheating on him, and she thought that he was cheating on her with Raven, but it wasn't. Uh, Shane Douglas actually had um, Kimono Wanalea, uh, the Asian chick that was right. later Leah Meow in WCW or Leah right, Meow. Right. Um, and M- Beulah McGillicuddy and her were actually lesbians with each other. And the whole time, Tommy thought that she was sleeping with Raven or possibly Shane Douglas. And then, like, he yeah, was she, like, no, she, com- she comes out and goes, it's me or whatever. And then Tommy was like, I'm hardcore. I'll take them both and starts was making that out before with both his of franchise them. run? Yeah. WCW? Yeah. yeah. That was like 96, 97, Shane Douglas. Franchise wasn't until ninety nine two thousand. I still don't think he cracks the top five. Oh, for sure, dude. He's he he is the reason ECW is ECW. I think he's top five for sure. Five at five, if anything. Well, number six is the Dudley Boys. They're the most <laughs> successful thing that's ever come out of ECW. They should be two or three, man. They they from the backstage of I've heard Bully Ray tell the stories many times of how him and Tommy Dreamer. And uh, Devon Dudley were the guys who put shirts in bags and boxes to be sent away. They helped guys get paid. They helped with storylines. They helped, you know, make other guys uh, gear to come out to the ring with. They helped make hardcore weapons for people to use later on in the night. Like, they did a lot for that company outside of just the wrestling that, you know, that gets swept under the rug because you don't talk about the backstage stuff, I guess. But Well, yeah, b- Bully... Bully's the one that went and made it even on the night and paid the places and all that. And right. he would walk up, still be covered in blood and all that. And they're like, wait, you're Mark? You're the one that just destroyed this place? He's like, yeah, we'll pay you. So. I'm back and forth with the Dudleys all the time because, so I think they're overhyped as the fucking most decorated champs of all time ever. The two of them, Devon and Had they really went to all those companies and won, like back in the day style, travel right, around. Right. Yeah, and not like, won that's them overhyped. all and I and I honestly think in WWE they only did fucking two cool things ever, and that was fucking tables, ladders, and chairs matches. Let's get the tables. And 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 they were ECW though. I mean, you you didn't tune into fucking ECW. No, yeah, they, they, were, they, they still are ECW. The show. Yeah, they they blood they they blood the brand. That is for sure. And, and honestly, their whole backstory is one of the most interesting backstories. Uh, like they put some thought. Yeah, into they the definitely in their characters and everything. Yeah, you know what's really neat is um. That the wrestler who was Vito in WCW wore the dresses in WWE. The very first night that the ECW ever did the Dudley Boys gimmick, um, it was Devon Dudley and Vito was the original Bubba Ray Dudley. Really? And he didn't like the gimmick. And I wasn't necessarily sold on the stuttering bullshit. He, he like, didn't. That was kind of he didn't like the gimmick. And went in the back and bitched. So Paul was like, "All right, we'll call you next week," and just never called him back. <laughs> and then asked the person who would become Bubba Ray Dudley, "Hey, I've got this gimmick. I want you to try it." Blah blah. Went out the next week, and then he it was Bubba Ray Dudley. And then later, he said, "I started playing with the character through the stutter into it, got the glasses, and then we started doing all this stuff." And you know, it snowballed or whatever. But yeah, yeah because because originally it was spelled as Bubba. Bu, yeah. Right? So the so Vito, the hardcore wrestler, the uh, the wasn't he part of the FBI in ECW? Wasn't he? Yeah, uh, for a minute, and then what what was the name of their tag team? And uh, was it the Mama Lukes? The Mama Lukes and yeah. WCW, and then he was the hardcore guy that wore a dress in WWE. He was part of the FBI in all three companies, though, and they broke up into the Mamelukes, and mm-hmm. he broke up into wearing a dress and shit. I like Johnny the Bull. <laughs> hey, hey, Johnny, tell me what we're going to do. We're going to break their thumbs because nobody makes me so sick I can't eat my cheese sandwich. <laughs> That's a wrestling promo in 99. Like, what? 
All right. Number five is Tommy Dreamer, which is absolute bullshit for ECW. He's got to be one or two. Yeah, I was going to say he's he's one or two for me. Tom, Probably Tommy one. Is, Tommy's the heart and soul of ECW. He, he never ne- left. Right. He he's never the left. the reason that they have all the reunion shows. He's the reason that he, WWE got ECW again. He's the reason for House of Hardcore. Right. Um, He's the reason that people were fucking getting paid enough to even make it to national TV when WWE fucking bought all their He's shows. the fucking reason Don Callis got fired from Impact. Yeah, he, he is. He makes all the decisions down there. Tommy he, Dreamer yeah, does. He's, he's part of the board of, of Anthem. Like in real life. Could no, be story it's line. probably storyline, but he's Either the way, one. <laughs> he's the Tommy one Dreamer's still he's a top the, guy. He's the one that showed up to do it. He's a wrestling uh, radio broadcaster now as well. Yeah. I've always been a Tommy Puts Dreamer. Puts on indie mud shows everywhere. He's Tommy Dreamer. The thing is, we can't say enough about Tommy Dreamer, so we'll just move on to number four. We just all know it's bullshit. He's number five. Uh, So, at one point in time in WWF, like right after the invasion, they didn't really have a whole lot for Tommy Dreamer to do, and he's been known for doing like sick, disgusting things. So they did this thing where they would just like videotape him doing weird shit. And like there was a a scene where I think it's Vince McMahon or William Regal, I'm not sure. They're in a restroom and Tommy Dreamer comes in and somebody says something to him and he's like, I'm just getting a drink. And they're like, a drink. And he's like, yeah. And he walks up to a urinal and flushes it, gets a cup of water out and then turns and just drinks it. And like he really did that. And he does shit like that, I guess, in real life. Tommy Dreamer is the one guy that doesn't have a wrestler's body that can show up every three years in WWE and he's already an established name that everybody's like, oh, fuck yeah, Tommy Dreamer. They always say, fuck yeah, Tommy Dreamer. It's never never Goldberg coming back. Oh, fuck, here's fucking Goldberg again. It's like, fuck yeah, there's Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Uh, And Tommy Dreamer's also one of them guys that was like, you know, he was in so much pain from getting beat up in like ECW shows that they would carry him to like the, the, the curtain to the, to the curtain. The music would hit and then he would go out and perform and come back and they'd have to carry him back to wherever and lay him down. Cause he got so bashed in from two or three nights before or whatever. So he's, he should be one or two on that list for sure. Me, Tommy dreamers one and Ravens two. Well, number four is the Sandman. If we want to talk about the Sandman, <sighs> he's top three as well. He's got to be, like I said, that's I don't know. between him. It, dude, I feel like Sandman, like there was a lot Sandman of cool stuff that happened in ECW, but I, like Sandman was the reason that I heard about ECW. Because of his music, because you've already heard him in fucking No, America. because this dude was coming out to the ring and he was bashing himself in the head with a beer can and he was busted open so bloody by the time he got to the ring that it was like, what? what's the point of even wrestling? <laughs> like that is the honest to God, that's like, you, uh, dude, you got to watch this guy on ECW. Why? What's so great about him? He brings a full beer can out and smokes himself in the head with it until he's got just blood pouring out of his head, and then he wrestles. Do you remember him? Like, he was opposite Steve Austin. Do you remember him debuting in WCW? Uh, He was hardcore hack, right? So Bischoff's out there cutting a promo, and all of a sudden this dude comes in, and he's smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette all the time, yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, you can't smoke in here, and he just comes up to Bischoff's face and blows smoke rings in his face yeah. like I'm hardcore hack. It's like, yeah, I had a hardcore hack, hack WCW action figure. And then they ruined his character. <sighs> I mean. Well, he did it to himself a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, he's a fucking. Bl- that, Sandman is the fucking luckiest guy in all of professional He's wrestling. made a lot of money. First of all, his. He was like a fucking construction man. I think he still does fucking construction. I would fuck. But have my own company. Yeah, he I mean, he A has no wrestling ability. I don't know, man. I've seen him put on some pretty good matches. No, you haven't. Bullshit. He doesn't have good matches. You've seen him get hit with a lot of shit. I've seen him and Mikey Whipwreck put on clinics, dog. No dog. Yeah. He, him and Steve Austin had some really good matches back in the day too. I will fucking give you a dollar if you can show me one good Sandman fucking match ever. He was a you're fucking only, You're only giving up a dollar? A doll hair. 
Dollar hair. <laughs> Shit, he sold more than a dollar. <laughs> I'm not saying he wasn't over. He was way the fuck over, but it was his entrance. Hey, man, he was one of the first right, ones we got to Right, he took a full see. beer can and broke his face open he, before he, he got he, in the ring. That's what, while, we're not well, that's what I was about to say. He's one of the first ones we ever got to see. Go to the ring, smoking a cigarette. and Bashing yourself. That's how I heard about he, ECW. He was, yeah, that's the first thing I ever heard about ECW was Sandman, this guy who smokes and beats himself in the head with a can. Like... I mean, he was definitely Joe Everybody, but him and fucking Benoit were not having 60-minute broadways. Oh, no, he was definitely not a 60-minute guy. He was more like a maybe 10, 15 at the max. But he put on some good shows when he wasn't wasted. Thing when is, he was sober. Thing is, thing is, too, he was really dedicated to the story, figuring the whole thing mm-hmm. with him going blind. <laughs> he sold he, it, he sold it for like a month. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> fucking walked to the grocery store all blind and shit. And then he was lucky as fuck to come back to WWE when ECW came back. I don't like, know how he passed he any drug tests. Yeah, he made a good chunk of money right there. Like, I think, he is Joe everybody. I He's think the Vince luckiest McMahon, person in all of wrestling. I think Vince McMahon picks and chooses who gets busted on those things because X-Pac for a long time was a well-known pot smoker when <laughs> pot smoking was incredibly illegal in WWE for a long time. And Jeff Jarrett's on his podcast has said people used to get fined for it, so guys would take their fine, a big fine at the very beginning yeah, of the year so they didn't have to the get, year before. get fined for the rest of the year long. But like so a you, guy so like So you just X-Pac, walk up at events and it's like, here's my 100000 yeah, I'm yeah, going to go get high. because you're going to find right. me all year long for it anyway. But then after the steroid trial, they started actually having to like send people home board or whatever. So now it's like a big, big issue, which is stupid. It's legal in a bunch of different states. But so, do we want to continue with Sandman, or are we going to number three? Fuck Sandman. <sighs> top five. I don't. Did he? I don't. Did he ever win the ECW title? I don't know. I, I think he yeah, was a television yeah. champ. No, he was, he's, he's like a two-time ECW was, champion. Yeah. yeah. When nobody, when everybody else left the company. I thought it was way back. So after Mike Awesome was gone, after fucking Taz was gone, after uh, no, it's Raven, it was during. I, that I thought stuff. it was way earlier because I thought him and Mikey Whipwreck wrestled for the title, but I thought Mikey won. But he like like he would get Mikey would just lose the whole match and then win. Like him and the very end. Like I'm pretty sure him and Tommy fought for the title. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. To go back and try to watch some of that ECW stuff or what Peacock will allow me to see. I feel like it was after he came back from being hardcore hack, though. He might have won it again when he came back, but I think he had one like way early because back in the day he had like the '80s like sweatpants with the weird sequins right. on him he wrestled in. I think he won one way back then, or not '80s but '90s. So we'll go on to number three. It's Taz. Taz definitely deserves top five. Top uh, five. He was the secret announcer for the longest time after he got his neck broke. He was uh, just Peter Sinertia, the announcer. And then uh, he was announcing with Joey Styles, and then when he decided to come back or whatever, they they did the whole deal where Joey Styles started the show, and he's like, you know, he introduced what was going to be going on that night because they didn't have Joey Styles. Like, when they would start the ECW show, it would always be Joey Styles with, like, the ECW backdrop behind him, and it was always like a like a intro into the show about what happened last week and what could happen possibly this week. And then when it started out, he's talking about some stuff with Sabu, and he's like, also, there's been someone announcing with me for the past year, a man that you know as Peter Sinertia. And then the, <laughs> and that's why I love using that name so much because of the way he said it, Peter Sinertia. And, like, it's just a goofy name. but uh, And then the camera zooms out, and it's Taz standing there next to him. And then the crowd starts going, because oh, nobody knew what Taz's real name was. And then that's when he wasn't the Tasmanian devil anymore. He was Taz. He had the mohawk, the weird beard. And then he started doing all these vignettes where, like, he was in the wrestling ring training. And he'd just get up in the camera's face and he'd go, Sabu, I'm going to choke you out. And Taz, that would be it, you know. Taz is FTW the champion. very first example to me of 
a lot of hype not working out. Like, I was an enchanted. He was too busted up by the time he yeah. got to WWE. I was then. an enchanted fucking child watching greats, Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan and, you know, all the fucking greats from the 80s and early 90s and all that shit. And yeah, when you had your fucking goons and you had your Isaac Hankum DDSs and shit, but, like, Taz was the first time that I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to WWE. This is going to be great fucking shit. Oh, my God. If they'd had him 96, 97, it would have been. Right, and, you know, he's busted up, and I'm like, oh, sometimes it don't work out. His neck was too far gone by that time to where he couldn't even barely do shit at all. And, and I, you know, I'm glad that they signed him when they did. He had a pretty cool, like, when he first showed up, he choked out Kurt Angle and did all that. And, like, I think Taz the announcer is better than Taz the wrestler ever was. No, his ECW time was way, way more better than anything he's ever done his whole entire wrestling career. If you cut out WWE and WC or not WCW but uh TNA and probably AEW now, just as him with the FTW title run alone, like that whole thing itself would could have been its own little iconic deal. Like I said, you know, the FTW title means nothing now. It's just stupid. It's cool cuz Taz had it back in 98. When uh when Shane Douglas wouldn't wrestle him for the championship. Right. He wouldn't give him a title shot, so I'll make my own. Now, like I said, on AEW doesn't make any sense. We we're just not good enough to win your title, so we're gonna make our own. Cool. And number two is somebody else who held the FTW title. It's, it is Sabu. Sabu. Uh like like I said, Sabu, you know, he's wrestled a million people. Uh R V D, Jerry Lynn, Taz, uh Chris Benoit, uh, I mean, he came to WWE and wrestled like a million people in WWE. He's wrestled so many people over the world. Well, well in the original episodes of uh, WCW Nitro, he was there quite a bit too. And he, But he also fucking screwed over ECW uh, back in the day and like left them in a big, huge spot where he was supposed to wrestle Taz. And then he didn't show up. And Paul Heyman, before the show started, decided to go out and delay the pay-per-view and call out Sabu for not showing up and told him, called, you know, what a piece of shit he was and things like that. And, I mean, think when guys do things like that, Ultimate Warrior style, I think that gets you banned from the top 10 list for life. I, <laughs> I can see e. Sabu being top 20, not top 10. Not top 10. He doesn't deserve to be on it at all. Sabu's the only reason I watched ECW. Top 20, fine. Not top 10. You don't yeah. deserve a top ten list. He's up there way for the. He wasn't guys. even he wasn't even around enough to be in a top ten list. I would him, probably, I'd probably put Sabu and RVD's fucking TV I would probably, title fucking matches. I'd put New Jack on that bitch right in the spot easily. You'd be pissed at this list because New Jack's like twenty six. Right, something stupid that's where like Sabu that. belongs. Is twenty six. New Jack never stiffed nobody for fucking no money and left. He never. Are lied. you kidding me? He, if he up, tried yeah. to murder people. <laughs> fine, but he still showed up say, and wrestled. If he, did, if he did try to stiff somebody, he's going to kill you before that. At least he showed up and wrestled. That was his way like, of trying to murder somebody. Like, go like into the New show. Jack's Dark Side of the Moon or Dark Side of the Ring. Not, he not said he was trying it. to kill Vic Grimes. Yeah, I'm. A, I, I kill. We're even. I'm he gonna said, kill that motherfucker. He said, <laughs> I, he said I hit him with a stun gun about three times, which I'm sure that guy didn't know he had. And then he was like, "I got to do the spot." He's like, "Can't feel my legs." He's like, "I don't care. You're going anyway." And just tossed his ass <laughs> off the top. That dude's lucky. He only sprained his ankle in that big giant fall. But he was so yeah. big. Had that been me or you fell that high, we'd have died. Right. That'd been some own heart level shit. New Jack was definitely entertaining. Rest in peace. I'd put him on yep. top ten ahead of fucking franchise. No way, but definitely over Sabu. Do we want to continue with Sabu? We going number one. I, there ain't nothing more to say. WWE. I mean, he he had a good shot at WWE and pissed it away by smoking pot throughout Van Dam. Uh, he got caught with cocaine, sir. So whatever. They were both on drugs. So we're just gonna say number one's RVD. Number one is RVD. Only reason they gave RVD the number one spot was because he's been the most successful ECW WWE wrestler. 
singles wise. I well, even in ECW, he held the TV title for seven hundred days. I'm saying RVD's TV title. Yeah, run and a part of that seven hundred days was because he broke his fucking ankle. Though is like what I. <laughs> that is saying, true. Just saying. Like you had all these people that you heard of, and they're great. But what you saw on TV when you clicked on on fucking Wednesday nights when when wrestling was on Monday, Friday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, fucking uh, or Tuesdays. Uh, uh, Thunder was on Wednesdays and moved. SmackDown went to Thursday. Fucking TNN Tuesday nights. The the motherfuckers you've seen in the halfway point of the show that kept you hooked from turning the channel was fucking RVD and and Zabu on their TV title run. I didn't. I because RVD had Fonzie with him, but I didn't Bill like Alfonso. that. I didn't. I, I didn't like him, and it annoyed me. So I. And RVD always came out with uh with a uh, uh I'm going to WWE. Blah 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 all the time, and then he never would leave, and it finally got to the point where we're like, would you just well, go? Well, eventually you're all going to WWE because mm-hmm. Vince actually owed you then. Yeah, you but just, they they got, know, yeah. they yeah. were hot off. Rob Van Dam was hot off that. You know, I'm I'm so talented that I get contracts from every they company. Went, which he did. He was offered a WCW and contract back, and a yeah. WWE contract. And then back early. in those days, we had Cyrus the Virus, which is good old Don Callis. Don Callis, yeah. He killed him. He's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> but um. I think RVD's best days were in ECW, and like the first year he was in WWE. Yeah, yeah. his best his best shit was ECW. His first year in WWE. After that, it was because then he dialed was, in. Well, he was yeah, he wasn't held back in ECW. And I kind of think his best fucking run was as tag team champ with Kane. Nah, his that best run was Kane getting unmasked. Easily ECW doing the Van Daminator and Van Terminator every other night. That shit was blowing t- people's faces off. That. Was, it was not broad enough, like his most athletic. Broad most... enough for Shane McMahon to steal it from him. Well, yeah. I'm so so the one fucking spot monkey move. Yeah. The Van Terminator. But he put wrestling together in his mind and had some of his best matches two, three years into his WWE run. New Brood? Yeah, that's something we don't need to ever fucking see. What, the New Brood? Yeah. Why? Because it's Edge, Christian, and Gangrel. The, this tag team match right here is really good. Edge and Christian versus the Hardy, Hardy Boys, Boys at SummerSlam 99. Gangrel. Yeah, then when they first when Gang the Hardy Boys first showed up there with um, Michael Hayes, and then Michael Hayes proved to be too much of a drunkard, so they couldn't have him on TV, and they uh, they felt like Edge and Christian needed to go and, and break out and be stars on their own, so they put the Hardy Boys with Gangrel because Gangrel's not a star on his own. Vampire Warrior. I was on the same I was on the same card as Vampire Warrior one time. Paid fifteen hundred bucks for a Halloween show, and he showed up. Nice. Did he win the title? No, he wasn't Suck any blood? No, he came out and fucking spit some blood. He has a podcast now, but I don't want to listen to it because he still has vampire teeth. <laughs> All right, we are towards the end of the show. So <laughs> what is everybody's high spot for the week? I can't believe we got through this entire fucking show. And we didn't even... I actually have a high spot that's relevant Let's this hear week. It. Motherfucking uh, uh, Jericho. Uh, what, what are they calling his? Nightmare matches or whatever? The, the, matches. Oh, he's, oh, it's his he's series of fucking matches. Oh, the Labors of Jericho. Labors of Jericho. That shit's entertaining as fuck. Nick Cage is wrestling Jericho next week, and he's being the fucking pain maker from New Japan. That yeah. shit fucking Pain maker's not me. hardcore. He just has fucking face paint. Yeah, but it's uh, it's another fucking Jericho. He's it's a whole different character. Jack Nicholson's Joker. He's more like <laughs> Clockwork Orange fucking Jericho. I don't. I don't like the weird hat. Is he Michael Jackson? Is he... What is he trying it's to do per, with the hat? It's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty sweet uh, spike jacket, though. 
You know where he has a fucking trillbilly hat in Clockwork Orange. It's more. He's got the bowler hat. It's more what um, Jericho's wearing. Circular. Jericho's got like the Michael Jackson. I can't tell you. I, I haven't seen that movie in like twenty years, so I can't. Remember. Clockwork Orange. He's got like a more Clockwork of a Billy Orange, the Kid. He's got a fedora or got a bowler hat. Jericho wears a fedora. Jesus Christ, on your hands. Right. That's two different hats. <laughs> I'm just saying, his it's whole character Clockwork is Orange. ripped completely off of Clockwork Orange. Jericho has an entire podcast talking about his inspiration for the pain maker. Well, he needs Clockwork to get the right Orange. hat then. Because <laughs> it's not the right hat. It's just a fedora, dog. But he that's the only Kenny Omega match I've ever gave a fuck about. Painmaker versus Kenny Omega. I'd like to see Jericho and Omega again. You don't like Okada and Omega? No, I don't like anything Omega. He just don't like New Japan wrestling. Dude, Okada and Omega. That's a good ass match. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. My high spot for the week this week is actually from the same match. Uh, well, not the same match, but the same person, Jericho. Pulled the uh, Hudikin Rana off on Sean Spears in their match, and I thought for Jericho's size and his age, that and he did it good. It wasn't like he did it and fell on his head, and like he did it, did the backflip, went all the way to the knees, and like pulled it off like a cruiserweight, dude. At Jericho's age to be doing things like that, it's super impressive. To me, to me, the Painmaker started all of the shit. So AEW. The yeah. first, the first labor of pain for Jericho uh, with, against without, Sean Spears was my high spot for the week because that match was the shit. Without Chris Jericho, there is no AEW. There is no independent wrestling scene right now. We we struggled with fucking M- Impact and fucking ROH forever. They they, you know, high hopes with Sinclair Broadcasting and being brought into this thing. Jericho's the first yeah. one to make you believe he's that something is possible outside of yeah. WWE. He's, I say he's and he definitely uses the, Cruz and ROH to launch fucking AEW. He's definitely ROH the, out like a change the landscape of the independent scene completely. It's so much to the point that we're fucking people are fooled into believing these people are got big names when they really don't. He's most definitely the catalyst of all of the uh, the next ten years of what we are going to see is because of Jericho. Honestly, if you're our age and you do a, a Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Chris Jericho pretty much has to be on it. Well, still, I watched young enough that Hulk Hogan, yeah, Blair, Rock, and, and Stone Cold are mine. But I think the Rock and Jericho's fifth, though. Some people else very honorable mention. We chiseled the other side of the mountain. Yeah. So, he, so, so you can make him be a crazy horse. The right. the mountain right next <laughs> to Mount Rushmore. He's the wooden statue at the bottom that tells you you can't go into the special door next to oh, Washington's God. head. God damn it. <laughs> You guys gonna do that conspiracy theory on the uh, Red Nerd Dad podcast? The special door. Yeah, that, uh, my you mom went right there. And, yeah, but you can't go inside that bitch. bitch. No, not anymore. But you can. Well, uh, there no, there's no inside that bitch. No, there is. You just can't. No, they're go not. In I walked there. I fucking lived up there for two years. My mom said she's seen a guy go inside the head. No dog. I lived up there for two years. I was there like three or four fucking times. I just, I, I they went on vacation there, and they said there was this big ass. You fucking can walk right up to it, and like. The vault that they were going to fucking store shit at or whatever that never got finished because Mount Rushmore never got finished. That's why there's a pile, I don't pile know, of but I think right they there. just tell you that shit didn't get finished, dog. There's no, it's a fucking it's mountain. Uh, she there's said there no. was heavy security where, around that door. It's where heavy Nick, security. It's where Nicholas Cage keeps all the, the riches of the world. No, I think that's where they're going to hide all the government people when the shit goes down. That's the dumbest fucking spot ever. Maybe. There's Maybe nothing there. Not. There's no fucking food. In the, in the black, How do you know? In the Black Hills of South Dakota. We didn't. Even like this part of the country, we put all the Indians Here, there because you can't is, grow food there. This is where we're getting fucking growing food. They've been storing the shit for years and years and years. You have to be able to grow food. Man, I really, made, under, I really whole, made us go off the rail <laughs> on this fucking thing. They have a whole underground system set up like in fucking uh, 
uh, Pineapple Express. They grow weed the underground. The ground is rock. It's not fucking dirt. You don't think they can't fucking bring dirt from someplace else? I don't think else they and, can get under the fucking ground nah, to they... get under the fucking ground there because it's Dude, rock. You, can tell you me... ever tried to dig a hole like up there? You can't do it. Bro, they sculpted faces in the side of a mountain. They can right. dig underneath rock. The outside, you can't get under. You can't even like. I you bet can't you they can. Dig a hole in fucking Missouri. I bet you they can. No. They just don't want you to know about it. It's like the tunnels that secretly <laughs> go all the way underneath the world. That's the it's the trashest land. It's called the bad lands. Exactly. It's bad. Right. Well, you wouldn't want to go there because it would people would be like, Why would you go there? You so that's what? why you would go there. No. The elite you, would fucking you, just you know what wasn't out of You know what wasn't home. bad? My high spot for the week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get you motherfuckers back on track. <laughs> uh going to NXT UK again. You had the you had pretty deadly against subculture for the NXT tag team championships. Awesome match. A lot of good spots. A lot of intensity. Pretty deadly still walks away as the tag team champions. But hell of a fucking match. Uh if you want to check it out. I'm gonna fucking watch NXT UK one of these days. Yeah, I'm gonna have to just so I know who the people are that you're talking, talking about. about. I know Walter well, is and that's it. Well uh I only know Walter because he said he was Andre versus John. Sub, <laughs> subculture is uh, Mark Andrews and Morgan Flash Webster, if you guys know who those two are. And Pretty Deadly's two really pretty gay-looking dudes that I really hate, but they can fucking wrestle. Well, there you go. It's like uh, the Body Donnas. <laughs> same, same thing. <laughs> All right. So uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, same place, same time, same channels that you can check us out on. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, any place you find your podcasts. We will see you guys next week. Yeah. Have Later. a good week. <laughs>